Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is proudly brought to you by More Beer at www.morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. <laughs> Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. show everybody it's good to be back in the studio after a weekend away at the firestone walker (laughs) invitational beer fest i'll tell you what i'm gonna be honest right now uh this is the first time you've been honest on the air incredibly (laughs) awesome festival i've been to that i didn't leave with a hangover i left feeling great yeah that's okay a little under a little underslept but but not uh i mean i didn't overdo it in fact i I kind of hit a wall Saturday night after the whole thing. Not again, not drunk, but I just, I sort of was sick of talking to everybody, yeah, and really. and yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I went to bed. So did I. I was I was in bed by eleven thirty. It was I, awesome. I, was in bed I think by I 10. beat you. I think JP. Yeah, wait, this he's, is, he's, here's I, the first, ladies and gentlemen. I was texting him at about 10. 8, 8, 30, 9, 9.30, I think. Yep. Yeah. I, I was in my van by nine thirty. I think I was in. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I'm just gonna go hang out by myself for a second. Oh, I love because I'm. I can't entertain anybody anymore. And shit, an hour later, yeah. I was like, I'm going to bed. I just went to bed. Yeah, if you don't have your A game, you shouldn't have any game at all. You know what I'm saying? Why, I, why, I agree why with do you. that? You know, well, I, that's I, my point exactly, Tasty. I was on my way back to hang out with the Brewers at the tent, and I thought, you know what? 
I'm just going to stare these guys in the face and have nothing to say. Yeah. I'm not going to be entertaining. I'm not going to be fun. Yeah. I, I don't even want to smile right now. Right. And I thought the same thing. If I'm not going to go and be me, yeah. I might as well not go. Right. Now, that said... I mean, when you get to that point, I have a second option. I go find a drunk chick. <laughs> you know, right. Then you get like a pass because you're drunk. You, know? I you see it, you get, oh, I'm sorry. I, that's a good know, call. Well, yeah. You were trying to talk me into driving the three hours down there at about, about 8. Yeah, I was like, come on down, man. And I said, well, yeah, I'll, it's I'm, easy I'm, drive. Like, I'm not going to get there till about midnight. He goes, oh, mm. everybody's going to be asleep. I go, no, I'm, I'll rally him up. And you go, stay home, doc. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> hey, uh, I didn't need it. Didn't want it. We had a great party uh, Friday night at the campground. And oh that's my God. part what of what What a reception think, was that? Well, it that was, was great. It was great. Tasty's Tasting Room was in full effect. <laughs> it was in swinging. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it had a VIP lounge in it. And that's where I did all my, uh, you know, my pre-partying. Yeah. Then I worked Saturday and and right. did some post-partying at the festival itself. But that's what you know. It was the it was the great Friday night. I, I didn't need a great Saturday no, night. Not, right. I like that tasty. If we could do that with Boonville and all the other events, just make the great night the night before. We did that. In, we do that in Boonville. Then, yeah, but then we do it again the next oh, night, well, and that's what I need oh, no. to miss. The next day is the day of work. It's like you party, you yeah. work, and then you just go to bed early. Oh, I see. Yeah. See, I could do, I never do that. And this I don't is the first, either. This is the first time I've done that. I don't go to bed. And uh, it worked. Triple eight four zero one beer. We're doing something just a little bit different tonight. We've got Saver tickets to give away. And what uh, is Saver besides a craft beer, American craft beer or, experience? Or, or a food, it's a food taste, not savory. It's focusing on uh, a food within the culinary arts, and and essentially not just that, but how food and and beer play together, and how beer is is actually a, a consumable in line with wonderful food as well. Uh, it's a, a tasting experience that, um, as in the past couple of years, actually happened in Washington D.C., but this year it's in New York City, and we're gonna we've got four. Four passes to give away. We're going to give away uh, two tickets to each contestant um, tonight on Bruise Line Is It Anyway. The catch is we're doing it right now. And we figured we'd do this because most of the people who can win tickets at this late in the in the game uh, probably already have to be on the East Coast. And we, we didn't want to have to make them wait up till 11 o'clock at night. Saver happens uh, June 14th and 15th in New York City. New York City! I'm not looking to give you tickets uh, if you can't make it. And don't be a scalper either. <laughs> Although I think tickets might be available for purchase anyway, so you might not have much luck scalping. But the Brewers Association was kind enough to give us four passes. We're going to give away two uh, to each winner of Brews Line, is it anyway? And we're doing Brews Line right here in the beginning of the program to give you East Coasters a chance to play and win. We're going to do two different games, and we got to get them done uh, quickly. Let's do it right now. Because we've got our guest coming up, too. we got a, a just a full show lined up for you. We're talking to Don Joe Sixpack Russell. He's the co-founder of Philly Beer Week, and of course, he's Joe Sixpack. He's been writing about the Philly beer scene in the region for years now. Don Joe? Yeah. Don Joe Sixpack Russell. No. So, we're talking to Joe, uh, Joe Sixpack tonight, and we're going to find out all about the founding of Philly Beer Week, plus what you can look forward to if you're going to make it out to Philly. We'll also have him give us some advice about where we should be going when we go to Philly for BNA 8 and the National Homebrewers Conference. Um, Blobber wants to know if they can change the date for him and also the location. Uh, no. No, on both. No on both. No on both. That's okay. correct. Sorry, Blobber. Moscow. You want to take these callers and play some games? Yeah, we ready to go? Yeah, line one, Kyle from Manliest, New York. Let's do this one at a time. Manliest? Manliest. I don't play games. 
I'm a straight shooter. Kyle, what's happening, brother? Nothing. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You ready to w- try to win some tickets? Absolutely. All right. Have you ever played Bruce Line Is It Anyway with us? Uh, I have not. Are you a listener of the Brewing Network? I have listened uh, for a year now. Okay, so you got a chance. Are you straight, or did you take breaks and stuff in between? Doesn't matter. Could you repeat that? It no. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, First he asked if you were straight, and <laughs> right. then he asked us how are, how are you listening. Right. Kyle, right? Yes, sir. Uh, next yeah. one is uh, Josh from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Hello? Josh, what's happening? Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, welcome to the program all the way from Jersey. New Brunswick. Thank you. Have you listened to the show before? All the time. Okay, good. So you've got a chance at Bruce Line, is it, anyway, uh, as well? All right. Our third contestant is Pete from Fort Greene, New York. Pete, what's happening? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, welcome to the program. Have you listened to the show before? I have, yeah. All right. Everybody's got a chance so far. And, and who's our last contestant? Slim. Line four is uh, Joe from Long Island. Long Island. Joe, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? A couple of New Yorkers. Got a Joyzy in there. <coughs> I'm headed to yeah, New York just... after NHC. Yeah, do a couple oh, two, three awesome. things. Yeah, I'm going to be there for about four Four or five days. Two, three days. A couple, two, <laughs> couple of two, three days, hoping to get some beer in. Nice. All right. Does everybody on the line know how to play Bruce Line Is It Anyway? No, yeah. I don't know how to play. Uh, yes. Okay. Should, should we review? <laughs> I'll give a quick rundown. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, Moscow, our, uh, our lovely producer, well, is lovely. going to read you a quote. From one of who are the who are the brewcasters involved in the quotes today, Moscow? We have uh, Justin, Tasty, Doc, Bevo, JP, or a caller. Okay, so he's going to read the quote in his own stupid Jewy voice, and you have to guess which one of us said it. You got to buzz in and guess which one of us said it, and then finally, after you've all actually, you don't even have to buzz in. We'll just go down the line. You're all going to vote on who said it. Whoever's right gets a point. He'll actually play the clip and. It's pretty simple. So even if you don't know which one of us idiots says these stupid things, you could just throw out a name. So, you no, could also listen to the brewcaster advice because we'll all kind of say who we think it was. No penalty for guessing. Yeah. Best out of five. It's a quick <laughs> round, and whoever gets best out of five wins two tickets to Savor, uh, which is June 14th and 15th. Are we clear? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, just to, uh, since I screwed it up, just to reiterate, you don't have to buzz in. He'll read the quote, and then I'll just call on you guys. I'll just go down the line and call on you to tell us who you think it is. All right, Moscow, what's our first quote? Oh, I said tasty, right? Tasty is an option? Yeah. I said that? Okay, good. All right, the first one is Schumann has... <laughs> I'm just making sure I want to make sure I said it. <laughs> you did. Schumann has told me, and we had to clear it with his mother this week because I felt uncomfortable, he wants his ashes shot out of a potato gun. Oh, <laughs> I know exactly who that is. We say weird shit on this program. And then don't remember it. <laughs> That's the key. All right. Yeah. It's best not to do that. Well, let's just go right down the line. Let's start with Kyle. Kyle, who do you think said that? Uh, Devo. Bevo. All right. Kyle's in with Bevo. Uh, by the way, you guys will be allowed to change your votes here. Uh, Josh, uh, who do you think it is? I think Doc said it. Doc. All right. Uh, Pete, who do you think it is? I think it was Steven. Which one? Who's Steven? Oh, call, you think caller? it was a, you think it was it was a caller? caller? No. Is that right? You think it was caller Steve-O? Yes. Okay. Correct. <laughs> and finally, Joe. I'm going to go with Justin. Okay. Hmm. I know for a fact who it is. I don't think... I, Not for a fact. I don't know that we should chime in on this one, because... 
I think everyone in this room knows who it was. I don't think there's any varying opinions. Right. I, I, I don't know who it was. Doc doesn't know I, who it was? No, I know. Um, okay, I can't say I know it wasn't me. Okay. I can't say that. All right, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you, you can or you cannot say that. I cannot say, I can, <laughs> you cannot say it was or not. Yeah, that it was you. That's true with all my things, too. I don't remember saying all this shit. Uh, maybe but this I, think should, I, I think I know, yeah. Maybe this should be the first uh, brewcaster list advice aversion. Uh, at, at least for this round, because I know yeah. the answer. Okay. I'm, I'm positive with the answer, too. Taste. And not because I remember it. All right. We're going to call those final votes. You're locked in. Moscow, play it. Schumann has told me, and we had to clear it with his mother this week because I felt uncomfortable, he wants his ashes shot out of a potato gun. That's Joe. It was yeah. me, Justin. Nice work. I did say that. and uh, You do know that Feinstein made it illegal to have a potato gun and shoot potato guns in the California state. That doesn't sound like the Feinstein I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, after, we don't want potatoes uh, getting hurt. Uh, just for a little context for listeners that don't know, after Schumann's dad died, um, he did confirm with me, and I think I was supposed to help make arrangements that it was okay to shoot his father's acid, uh, acid, uh, ashes out of a potato gun. And uh, what a freakish family that is. Uh, all right, that's one point for Joe uh, in a best out of five game. Give us our next quote, Moscow. I've been drinking all day. Fuck, man. I'm four hours past wherever the fuck you are. <laughs> oh, God, that could be anybody in this room. <laughs> That's, oh my God! That's a no, tough one. All right, uh, let we'll go backwards this time, Joe. Let's start with you and Moscow. Read it once more. I've been drinking all day. Fuck, man! I'm four hours past wherever the fuck you are. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right Joe. Attitude. Who do you think it is? Uh, I'm gonna go with Doc. That's that's a fair guess, yes, right there. Guess. <laughs> I mean, anything that has to do with being drunk, you, you know. But it's yeah. still, it really could be any of us, but. Uh, all right, Pete, what do you think? I'm going to go with Doc. Okay, another one for Doc there. And Josh, what do you think? I'm going to go with Doc also. Okay, everyone's doing the safe bet with Doc. And Kyle? I'll round it out with Doc. Okay. All right, well, if you're all right, that's going to keep Joe in the lead with one point. Uh, you're all wrong. Nobody. It's still going to keep Joe in the lead with one point. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else wants to go out on a limb and, and vote somebody else? Just, just throwing it out They're there. all positive it's Doc. <laughs> it's like uh, Price is Right when you bet $1. Yeah. You know, just to <laughs> fuck the other guy over. Okay, I'm going to lock them all in with Doc. Lock them in. However, let's go ahead and talk about this just for a second. I think it's a caller. I also think it's a caller. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Which is why Doc is such a good bet on this one. But... Doc is it's a it's it's like seventy percent it was Doc and thirty percent it was a caller. Yeah. The problem is it sounds it's like, like <clears throat> it's two different people. The second part sounds like a reply to the first part, right? But it's not, and the only people that talk like that I think are callers who just want to get things out, right? And aren't you know kind of so uh, that's my theory behind it. By the way, East Coast contestants, uh, it's it's usually an East Coast caller who would say something like that yes. too, because yes. you know by the time the show starts, yeah. you guys have been getting hammered. I'm four hours past wherever the fuck you are. <laughs> Can you do the Jersey accent? All right, play it. I've been drinking all day. Fuck, man. I'm four hours past wherever the fuck you are. Caller indeed. That's a caller. Yeah. No points across the board, gentlemen. Uh, all right. Let's hear the next one. Target gravity, to me, is an elusive and mythical thing, kind of like the female orgasm. I'm not positive that it exists. 
Mm. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> huh. Doc, you know how to Doc knows miss original exist. gravity. <laughs> All right, That's the uh, longest tongue I've ever seen. <laughs> Let's start with Pete on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Doc again. Okay, going with Doc on that. And Josh, what do you think? Um, hold on, gotta think about this. Did you read it again, Moscow? I guess. What- uh, target. Um, I'm gonna go with Doc for the third time. Doc, I'm gonna okay. win one of these times with Doc. All right. Uh, target gravity to me is an elusive and mythical thing, kind of like the female orgasm. I'm not positive that it exists. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Joe. What are my choices again? <laughs> Justin, <laughs> JP, Doc, Bevo, Tasty, Caller. I'm going JP. JP. All right. And uh, Kyle, what do you think? Oh, Tasty. You're going tasty. All right. Final votes, everybody? Yeah. Final yeah. vote. All right, we're going to lock that in. I'm going to go out here and say there's only two people in this room that they could be. It is most likely me, because I'm right. the one who can't hit a goddamn number to save my life. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny enough to be JP instead, because it's a little funnier than something I would say. Uh, so, But it would be JP maybe making fun of me or something, because he can hit his... Target numbers. Well, maybe not clitoris. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's me because it sounds too coherent. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, All it's, right, that's a good call. It, it's not on the left field. So, who's your vote? I would say you. I would say you over me on that one because it sounds like a stream of consciousness, not something I garbled together out of the mm. ghettos of my mind. <laughs> I'm think. I'm thinking me too. Although now that there is the third option that it could could very well be a caller because there are a lot of callers that are as bad as i am at brewing and some of them have a sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) all right why don't you play it moscow target gravity to me is an elusive and mythical thing kind of like the female orgasm uh, (laughs) i'm not positive that it exists it's vintage justin right there yeah yeah Yeah. that was definitely garage Justin. by the way i even though that's i said that a long time ago i'm still in firm belief of (laughs) nothing has changed that, that is my statement i'm sticking to it did anyone get jay on that one nobody Nope. No. Uh, Come on, I don't hit. I don't miss numbers. All right, what do you got next? Uh, hey, JP, fuck you. I got that for free. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's start with Josh on this one. Josh, who do you think said that? I'm going to stay a caller. Okay. Kyle? I'm going to go with Doc. Going with Doc. Joe? I'm going caller. And Pete? I'm going tasty. Okay. And they're across the board, these guys. Yeah. What is the quote again? Playing the field there. Hey, JP, fuck you. I got that for free. Okay, who says fuck tasty. you, JP, the most? <laughs> tasty. <laughs> That's a good guess. No, but Do on I the air. Really? Right. Yeah, not off the air. <laughs> right. Really? Uh, no, oh, I, I'm sure that's it, a caller. It comes out of I there. remember when he said it. <laughs> Oh, Bevo. That's yeah. true. Bevo's a good vote. Oh, yeah, she is a overt mouth. with the F word, though? Yeah. It would be like, I'm going to uh, cut you, JP. Yeah. It's, it's but, a caller. But, I guarantee you. But she'd say it to him and not to us. Change your votes, guys. It's a caller. <laughs> no, they're locked in. Oh, I say caller or tasty, but really? I, I'm leaning toward caller, too. Uh, <laughs> I think he's offended. Really? <laughs> That's right. a cheap shot, you know? Play it. <laughs> hey, JP. <laughs> fuck you. 
<laughs> I got that for free. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> All right, that puts Pete on the board. He's the only one who voted tasty. Good call, Pete. Wahoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe and Pete are tied with one uh, one point apiece. Uh, let's get the next one. Pabst Brewing Company, they have their brews beard, so you can argue that they are brewed by Pabst because they are contracted by them. They have their brews beard? That's correct. <laughs> oh, well, then that's only one person. <laughs> yeah, who's the... <laughs> Who's the most confusing person in the room? They have the I'll, I'll give you a beard. real short guess. Uh, <laughs> was that even a sentence? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, who hasn't radio. gone first yet? Um, maybe Pete. Uh, it doesn't matter. Pete, go ahead. Who do you think that is? Uh, they, they have their bruised beard, unlike everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with caller. All right. Pete mm. says caller on that one. Kyle? Kyle, who do you think it is? Kyle. Uh, hoping for Doc this time. Okay. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Doc. Okay. And finally, Joe. Hmm. I'm going to go back to JP again. Okay. So, locked in. Uh, JP was one of my thoughts because it's somewhat incoherent. However, actually, I take that back. It's inc- what makes me confused is that it's actually incredibly incoherent. <laughs> Which it's, it's past the JP level of incoherence. So it's Doc or a drunk of the week caller, and it it must have come from somewhere, some content in the show, which makes me mm. think it's Doc, because something happened and then Doc came up with that. Well, if I would say, the only time I say Paps Blue Ribbon is when I say Paps Blue Ribbon <laughs> from. Uh, uh, <laughs> Blue Velvet. From Blue Velvet. All right. So, well, play the clip. Pabst Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. They have their brews beard, so you can argue that they wow. are brewed by Pabst because they're contracted by them. Oh, their beers brewed. Wow. Oh, wow. That, I'm telling you, it was my first instinct, but then it just got too yeah. confusing. Yeah. Their brews beard, so... No, I, I, beard. I was going with JP the whole way because he's the only one that even thinks about. Pat well, that's that's yeah. true too. That gives uh, Joe uh, another point because he's the only one who voted JP. Uh, one more point, and Joe's going to walk away with two tickets to savor. What's the next quote? Their beer's beard. <laughs> that's a great job, Scott. That's a great. Quote. Thank you. Uh, the next one is Shaddy's very polite. Shaddy will always push in your stool. Very polite. <laughs> This show, I, I, a visual on that was just. This, this game always makes me want to cancel our show. <laughs> All right, edit, we should edit it. Yeah, double down edit on the broadcast. It. Cancel. Um, yeah. All right, Joe. Who do you think said that? You, Justin. All right, Joe's going with me. Pete. I'm gonna go Devo. Devo. No. Well, <clears throat> Josh. JT. And Kyle. Uh, tasty. All right. Say it again. Uh, Shaddy's very polite. Shaddy will always push in your stool. Very polite. All right. Anybody else want to change their vote? Last chance? I guess not. Okay. Uh, does, who has, who has, does someone have two? Someone has two, right? Joe has two. He's the yeah, only I one who that. could he could win with this one, and uh, he locked in. He He voted me. And I think I'm on the short list of this one. I agree because no one else calls him Shaddy. Yeah, it's you or Doc. Yeah, unless unless he's going way 
Danielle is not in the list. No, no Danielle. It's me and Danielle that calls him Shaddy. It's not Bevo at all. Bevo says Chad. I think it's me. I think Joe. I think Joe's about to win. Would Daniela have said "push in your stool"? No, that was going to be my next argument. That she calls him Shaddy, but wouldn't have known enough English to to understand "push." She would have said "f in the a," right? Or oh, she would have meant it literally, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's Doc. You're going Doc, okay? Who are the Who are the options again? By the way, I know, but whatever. It's everybody. Everybody, but Danielle. All right, let's hear it. Shaddy's very polite. Shaddy will always push in your stool. Doc! Very polite. <laughs> it was Doc. No, I know that one because that's one of my old jokes about pushing one... in your stool. <laughs> Nobody voted Doc. So we're still at it that, here. That one I knew was me. I'm incredibly awesome at this game. I just want you all to know yeah, that. Yeah, you are always good at it. Uh, what's next? You know, I was trying to be nice to you by saying I feel bad for you, but you know, you crying little bitch. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I know that one. I know that one too. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know who it's directed at too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. What do you think? Tasty. All right, Kyle's going tasty. Josh, you see what I've done to your character with that game, Tasty? <laughs> you take it the essence of my being shittiness. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's like when people go to psychics and they get they get ninety percent of the questions wrong. Yeah. People forget about, but they only re- remember the ten percent. People yeah. only remember the ten percent about you. Right. About <laughs> yeah. oh, all the things. Yeah. All right, Josh. I'm letting my worst behavior. Um, tasty. Jesus. Josh is also going tasty. Can I hear that clip again? Give me. Can I hear? Can we... Say it again. Say it again. Um. You know, I was trying to be nice to you by saying I feel bad for you, but you know, you crying little bitch. Pete. That does sound like tasty. I'm going to go JP. All right. But I don't think it is. And Joe. I'm going back to Justin again. I think it's, I think it's you. All right. Locking him in. I don't think it's tasty this time. It's Bevo. Totally Bevo. I would say 100%. To JP. Yeah, no. I think it's Bevo to... Bevo. Someone else. Or to Justin. Maybe to Scott. You crying little bitch. Yeah. You know, I was Probably saying there. that to be nice to you, but you crying little bitch. Uh, or whatever good the call. It's, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, because I wouldn't say something like I was saying that to be nice to you, I don't think. Yeah, no, you would just say you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I would just say you're a crying little bitch. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's hear it, Moscow. You, you know, feel that way? I was trying to be nice to you by saying I feel bad for you, but you know, crying little bitch. <laughs> wow. Yep. And was it to JP? For the extra point, probably the so. I don't. I don't. This, don't I pulled this context. long ago. I don't. But uh, God love that Bevo. Crying little bitch. All right. <laughs> What's next? What kind of a friend is that? If I have problems, you wouldn't want to sit next to me and help me. And I was like, "Fuck no." Okay, uh, Joe. Who do you think? I know it. I know it too. Uh, could you play that last clip again for me right now? <laughs> Um, the last one before. Uh, oh, you want me to read this no. clip to you? No, 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 no. That's right. Guys, I'm short on time. Let me get. Let me, let me power through this. Joe, who do you think said that? Uh, I'll go Doc. Going with Doc on that one. Uh, Pete, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Tasty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Josh. Doc. And finally, Kyle. Tasty. Read it again. What kind of a friend is that? If I have problems, you wouldn't want to sit next to me and help me? And I was like, fuck no. I know exactly who it is, and I, I know who it was too. Exactly right. I know, I know, I know the, the same things that you just said. 
These guys aren't very good at bruise line, is no. it? No. Because this one is... Uh, oh, it's, it's painted all over the front of that one. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'm going to give each and every one of you a chance right now to change your vote. And while I could be wrong, I would recommend you take the chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that he knows the and answer. I, and I'm not looking at the answer, I promise no, he's you. really not. But I, but I, I am 90% sure that you all should take another guess. Yeah, yeah. Mulligan. <laughs> so... I'll, I'll start back with Joe. Who do you think said it? And you can stay with your guests, by all means. You know, don't let us change your vote. You got me. You got me thinking now. <laughs> well, that's a good start. Yeah, I don't know. That's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to come back to Joe. Kyle, what do right. you think? I'll go with you, Owen. All right, Kyle, switching over to the beef. Josh, what do you think? I'm staying. Staying with Doc, okay. And yeah. Pete, what do you think? I am also going to switch to Bevo. Switching to Bevo. All right. And uh, finally, Joe, we're back to you. What do you think? All right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm submitting to peer pressure. I'm going to go Bevo too. Okay. I'll make those the final answers. Eh, I think you're all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. <laughs> It's me to JP. Absolutely. He, he wanted me to get on an airplane with him, and I was like, fuck that, you little sissy boy. Yeah. And you're like, but I'm your friend. You wouldn't want to help? Fuck no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Play it. What kind of friend is that? If, you, yeah. if I have problems, you wouldn't want to sit next to me and help me? And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, boys, I'm trying to help you bitch. out here. Uh all right, Moscow, you got another one? Yeah, I got a couple more, so uh, somebody guess one right, will you? The okay. next one is, he was sitting there drinking, thinking about his parents' sex life. Weird thing, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, I know exactly <laughs> who that is. What's going on here? Uh, I know right. exactly who that is. Josh, who said it? Um, Why don't you read it again, Moscow? He was sitting there drinking, thinking about his parents' sex life. Weird thing, I was thinking the same thing. JP. All right, Josh is going with JP. Ooh, actually, you know. <laughs> Pete, what do you think? I'm going tasty as well. You're moving over to tasty. Okay. We had uh, one JP, one tasty. Uh, Kyle? JP. And Joe? I'm going JP too. Okay, I'll lock him in there. W- read it again. Uh, he was sitting there drinking, thinking about his parents' sex life. Weird thing, I was thinking the same thing. I don't know this one. It could be, I'm thinking it's either, uh, it's either Tasty hmm. or Doc. I got Doc on my list. <laughs> uh, again, I can't help you. If he's telling a story about the past, but I got JP on my list because it's creepy, right? A little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking it's JP. I'm going to go with JP on this one. I don't think it's me just because how it's phrased. Okay. Let's hear it. He was sitting there drinking, thinking about his parents' sex life. Weird thing, I was thinking the same thing. Doc, you guys are terrible. Well, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't have guessed me. I got one more. All right. (laughs) The last one. Okay, we'll give it one more. This is it, though. Right now, here's how it's going to go, guys. Uh, Joe is in the lead with two points. Here we go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If, if nobody gets another point, Joe's our winner. Even though it's supposed to be three out of five, got to move on. we got an interview to do. So Joe is in the lead. So someone's got to tie Joe. 
We could be here all night for three out of five. Or Joe's got to get it or no points. What's the next one? There are two things you don't do if you're in love with a woman, and I'm going to tell you them right now. You don't buy her tits, and you do not tattoo her name to your body. E- ah. Easy peasy, this one is. Yeah? Ooh. <laughs> um, that's advice I give all the time. We're going to start with Kyle. What's your vote? Uh, JP. All right. And Josh, what's your vote? JP. And Pete, what's your vote? Dustin. I'm going Dustin. Justin, all right. And Joe, what's your vote? I'm going to go Justin, too. Well, this is going to put us in a predicament, because I know exactly who said. In fact, it's... Uh, you guys are all locked in, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lifelong philosophy of, right, the, yes. of the brewcaster. Yeah. He, this brewcaster learned it in the desert at about age 14. This yeah. brewcaster made a sign that says it put it on the wall. <laughs> what, what mistake did you make? Uh, go ahead and play it, Moscow. There are two things you don't do if you're in love with a woman, and I'm going to tell you them right now. You don't buy her tits, and you don't tattoo her name to your body. That means Joe is our winner. Yeah, yeah. Just in the nick of time. Now, Pete, it gave you, it did give you two points, but it gave, it brought Joe to the best three out of five first, and it gives him two tickets to savor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gentlemen, thank you all for playing. I would like to say you did a good job. Uh, we'd like to say that. <laughs> Average at best. But most of all, I actually thank you very much for calling in and playing with us. I'm sorry we couldn't get you tickets. We are going to do another game, I think, later in the show to give away a couple more tickets. So, uh, listeners, be ready. Hey, Joe, send me an email. Yep. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'm going to hook you up with your two tickets to savor. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for playing, guys. You did, you did fun is what you did. You did fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks. All right. Good game, fellas. Joe, well done. We got two uh, saver tickets for you. Uh, All right. We were going to try to give away all four tickets here in the beginning, but I'll tell you what, that game just took a little bit too long. New Yorkers or East Coasters, hang in there. Uh, I got about a half hour, maybe 40-minute interview to do, and then... Uh, we'll give away two more tickets to Savor. So you can have another beer, stay awake for another 40 minutes, and uh, we'll give you some tickets for that. That's easy, right? Super easy, bro. All right. JP, do we, before I go to break, uh, do we have a Twitter game? We do have a Twitter game. All right. Uh, Twitter is brought to you today. Who did it this week? I gotta, uh, somebody very important. Well, somebody that we can't live without. I think it's Nico, bro. No, oh, well, I changed I, my mind. I was thinking Adam. No, I had it wrong. Adam and Eve. Hop Tech. You can go to Hop Tech ah. Homebrew. Go over to hoptech.com. Uh, Hop Tech are longtime sponsors of ours. In fact, we saw Jade and Roberto. Jade's a badass bitch, you know. The and badass. we saw them down at the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival. They were having fun over there. And um, they are good people down in, in sunny Dublin, California. They run a great little shop down there. Roberto is always happy to share his beer with you as well as his knowledge. Uh, not only are they listeners, but they are sponsors sponsors and supporters of this show and they are bringing you tonight's twitter game jp tonight's twitter game is doc has a confession to make to you <laughs> what is it i love this game thank you very much jp this is in your top one oh fuck ever of, wow of twitter games say it once more wow i said doc has a confession to make to you what is it <laughs> This is great. Uh, all right, that's uh, our Twitter game for tonight. Uh, tweet it in to Brewing Network, and uh, at the end of the game, uh, we'll we'll pick a winner, and then you'll you'll win a prize. It's an unknown prize. It's a lot like a gift so sensual we can't uh, announce it on air, but really it's just a thing we never know. 
Is that close enough? Yes. Just don't know what the hell it is. It's a gift so awesome, we don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the us. session. When we come back, we're talking to Don Russell. He's also known as Joe Sixpack. We're going to talk about Philly Beer Week and more. Hang in there. It's the session. And we'll be right back, kids. Crying little bitch. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until right, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. 
When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure Today. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing up our next right now yeah welcome back to the session and thanks for hanging out with us uh great game of bruce line is it anyway there for a couple tickets to savor we've got more tickets to give away just a little bit later on in the program write down this number now you're going to need it triple eight four oh one beer that's how you're going to win two tickets to savor in new york city uh, courtesy of the brewers association good people over there who put on a good event in the meantime right now we've got don russell otherwise known as joe Sixpack, here to talk to us about philly beer week don you with us I'm there. I'm here. Good evening, guys. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. I'm sorry for the delay to get you on the air here. No problem. It played well into the evening. Good. Hopefully you had a beer in your hand to keep you company while we delayed. I do. I'm, I'm drinking a uh, Weyerbacher Last Chance IPA. Oh, that a boy. We've got uh, our Brewing Network 8th anniversary party is coming up in Philadelphia on June 26th, and Weyerbacher is one of the first breweries on my list to get into the party. That's great. I mean, they're making some really uh, terrific beers these days, and we had them as a big part of Philly Beer Week this year because we sent their brewer, Chris Wilson, over to Belgium to brew our uh, Belgian collaboration beer this year with Delacen. Oh, very nice. Uh, I, we just had Delacen beer down at the Firestone Walker uh, Beer Fest. It's the first time I've had it. And actually, we were lucky enough to interview uh, Yvonne from Delacen, too. What a uh, amazing uh, beer he's making. 
He is, and Yvonne's coming in later on uh, this week with Philly Beer Week. Uh, I was one of, the, I, you know, I I'm the guy that's in charge of like running Philly Beer Week, so that means I don't get to enjoy all the fun of actually going over to Belgium and brewing the beer. So right. this will be the first chance for me to meet him. Oh, he's a good dude. Very nice. You're going to love meeting him. But more importantly, his his he doesn't call it this. I, I was trying to figure out what style to put it into, and the closest I could come was, was Belgian pale ale. But he argued with me, and, and he's right. But I just didn't know how else to describe it. You're going to try that beer, and it's going to blow your mind. I'm going to tell you right now, Don. Wow. What? Wouldn't expect uh, anything I, I less. Wait, guys. Yeah, very good. Doing, they are doing some great stuff there. No, no doubt about it. They they truly are. So when exactly is uh, Philly Beer Week? We are knee-deep into Philly Beer Week. This is uh, day four, uh, Monday, and we, uh, we began with opening tap on Friday, and we've had a full weekend of events, and... Now we're really moving forward with a, a bunch of things. We'll do 1,100 events this in over 10 days. So uh, there's, we've got a lot under our belt, but we've got a lot to go to. That is, that's an incredible amount of events. And I, I kind of I want to talk to, to the, about the progression of of not only Philly Beer Week, but but Philly Beer Week in the U.S. But let me start with this. You know, out here uh, I'm in California, and we have San Francisco Beer Week, and the one thing I make fun of it for is that it's actually like San Francisco beer 12 days uh, because seven days apparently wasn't enough of a week for the craft beer thing. Is that is that how Philly Beer Week goes too? Uh, we, did we lose him? Hang on, he's back. Don, you back? Great. What a good question I had too. <laughs> that was a great, great question. question. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I can answer it for you if you want. He appears to be there. He's just not actually there. Oh, he's kind of there. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Hey, Don. I'm hoping to turn this up a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm in the city here, and it doesn't always work, I guess. Gotcha. No problem. I, you just caught me. I was just asking you, you know, our beer week here in San Francisco is about 14 days long, which I make fun of them for. How long is Philly Beer Week? <laughs> We got ten days going uh, here in Beer Week, and uh, you know it's it. We take advantage of both weekends, so it's it's definitely uh, a lot of events to, to run over the whole time. But uh, you know we got some pretty good stamina here in Philly. Okay, so Philly Beer Week, if I'm not mistaken, was really the first Beer Week. Is that right? Well, we're the first citywide beer week. There's a couple others that make some claims to it, uh, uh, and I give them a lot of credit for uh, you know great ideas. But Philly Beer Week was sort of grew out of uh, a need and uh, in Philly to sort of celebrate our beer scene here and. We really didn't know what to expect when we started in 2008 because we had a lot of good beer restaurants and, you know, a number of them, we, you know, who could put together events. And we figured the first year we'd do maybe 75 events uh, over over a week's length of time. And instead, we nailed 350 events the very first year. And, and at wow. that point, as soon as that happened, we knew we had something really good going on here. It, was that because the the proprietors of the of the brewery and the beer bars there just just really wanted to get involved? Is that why you ended up with so many? It's true. I mean, it is. I will say I give a lot of credit to the, the bar owners here in Philly. I mean, we've got a lot of good breweries here. You know, the West Coast, tons more breweries. But, uh, you know, here in Philly, 
the it's the bar owners that seem to be driving it. They they reach out and they try to attract uh, these you know these high end beers like we were talking about with the Belgian breweries from uh, uh, here in Philly, but also from the West Coast and all over the country. So we, we're really wide open to a lot of beer around around the country, and we have very knowledgeable beer our bar owners and managers who look to. Uh, bring in unusual beers and also create events around those beers. So I give them a lot of credit. You know, I think that that's a theme that a lot of uh, other cities have have taken to heart with the with when they do the beer week. I, I find it interesting, you know, that one of the the most fascinating and fun parts about beer weeks are bringing in people from other parts of the country. It's uh, it, you know, locally, you you I guess you know you you can celebrate your beer all the time, and I know the beer week is also to celebrate local beer. But just like you've mentioned, other brewers want to get involved, and they find it a reason to travel out. And I think yeah, that's you put your finger right on it. People love to come and travel and discover a city through the beer culture, and so we have no real problem attracting out of town brewers to come here and and discover our beer scene, just as I loved traveling out of town and discovering beer scenes all around around the world really sure absolutely now you said you ended up with 350 events that first year you thought you might have 75 (sighs) how many do you think you have this year We'll have about 1,100 events this year. Uh, they range wow. all over the place from, you know, just the smallest tap t- takeovers to large-scale festivals. We do, we, I, one of the trends I've noticed recently is uh, sort of block parties that surround maybe two or three bars that sort of get together and uh, bring in some special beers and brewers, and it's it, which is to me a, a really nice trend because it shows the collaborative uh, uh, spirit we have here in Philly, where competitors will come together to create something larger than than the some you know the, than their own parts. Right, uh, listeners, you can go to phillybeerweek.org if you want to look into these events that we're talking about. There's a list there. Of course, people in Philly, you're going to want to check it out. Phillybeerweek.org. Uh, and on that note, with that many events, Don, I have to ask you this. So you're also a columnist, and, and you write Joe Sixpack. Uh, right. I've been writing the Joe Sixpack column for 16 years now. And and by the way, I've been reading that since the beginning of the Brewing Network. It was one of my early resources for, for beer outside of California. So I, I think you do a nice job, and, and you really come from the craft beer perspective and not just the kind of, uh, if I may say, shitty journalist perspective. Uh, <laughs> so you've, you've well, been you doing know, a good job. Us shitty journalists do know good beer. You know, it's, it's it, and we've discovered a lot over the years. And I, I, you know, I consider myself a tabloid journalist i've been i've been writing for you know a daily newspaper for many many years and i think that that's my take on it is to sort of discover how uh craft beer can relate to a much wider community than simply just you know whatever beer nerds or whatever i mean i'm a beer nerd believe me but yeah i like to spread that out to people who you know who may just be out there uh uh, you know, they might be Eagles fans looking for a good beer down at the, down at the stadium, for instance. So uh, that that's my take on on good beer, and that's what I think that you do well. Because a lot of times, I think uh, some of the larger newspapers around the country now will assign a mainstream journalist to cover craft beer, and and they don't have enough knowledge to to cover it correctly. And I think you've been doing that for years. So I just wanted to tell you, give you props for that. I appreciate that. But what I wanted to ask you about, the reason I bring it up, is because one of the hard parts about a beer week with that many events is that 
you are supposed to spend every night out at another one of these beer events for, right. for 11 days. And how do you do it? What What is your secret to survive the week? Uh, restoration. It's insane. Uh, I, you know, I have, I have a loving wife. That's, 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 what it's that <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> but, I, you know, tonight uh, we're speaking from 2nd Street in off the South Street area of Philadelphia, a very popular night area. And we created this year new a... Uh, an outdoor beer garden at our historic Headhouse Square. We're talking about a 250-year-old facility, open-air market facility that we ran a beer garden, and it was new this year. And, you know, when you run Beer Week, you do, you know, not only are you, you know, doing the fun stuff but i was uh, i began my day by driving a uh, 26 foot long uh uh refrigerated uh truck over here to the site and which was a real thrill nice. and uh so, so you do a lot of hands-on stuff when you're when you're running a beer week because i mean we have a lot of volunteers and we have a great board of directors here but you know to get things done you got to get out there and drive the reefer <laughs> Yeah, so that seems like a difficult part for me. You know, the the organizing part, you would think it's just, well, listen, everybody who owns a bar or a brewery, uh, we're doing a Philly Beer Week, so let us know your event and and we'll publish it. But what, what you're saying is it's really much more than that to organize it. Well, it is. There's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we have a really good advanced beer culture here in the city, in Philly, where uh, people can sort of do things on their own. But what I love doing is bringing in new people who may not really get what Philly Beer Week is all about or may not really get what craft beer is about. And, I, you know, I, I love creating events with them. Uh, I, I'll give you one really good example here in the city, and that's the Four Seasons Hotel. This is a big luxury chain of hotels across the country and we brought them in a few years ago they were you know this is a wine place they have a sommelier (laughs) there you know they're they're you know really high-end tony kind of place and we showed them how many of their customers are going to be looking for better beers not just better wines and we helped create with them uh, a beer garden there and then we also connected them with uh, a local brewery that is now collaborating every uh, four months, I think it is, a new beer with their restaurant staff. Wow, great. And I'm so excited about that. It brings beer to a whole new culture or a whole new level of people that may not have ever experienced good beer. That is so awesome. I love to hear stuff like that. That is good. Especially in a beer or a wine-centric town. Yep. Right? It's yeah. incredible. It- well, you know, I mean, wine people sort of get beer off, and once you get them off of it, I mean, people who like the taste and flavor of wine, they actually understand the flavor and taste of beer. They do get it. It's, it, you know, there's certainly, uh, you know, there's the white Zinfandel people who may never, ever get it, but right. people who like a, a, a full-flavored drink do actually get beer. Well, you know, Don, if we start putting craft beer in boxes that have a little spout, we could maybe get the white. We could get the white Zin crowd too. Don't 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 cross them off the list I'm yet. There. You know, I think we could do it. Is there a cap to how many events Philly Beer Week can have? I mean, eleven hundred is is insane. Do you are you going to have to cap at some point? Well, you know, it's a good question because uh, many people think we might be reaching that, but I honestly think that we can go bigger. And the reason is that as, it, even with 1,100 events and, you know, basically at 250 or so uh, area bars, Philly 
is a is a region the region itself has about six million people and there's a lot more bars and restaurants out there who actually do come to us every year uh, and we keep adding on to them and i think we can keep spreading the uh the you know this whole uh celebration to a wider area so i i really do believe there's there's room for more events i will say and this is a, a thing that uh, a lot of people don't get with beer weeks is you know we're trying to reach beyond the the hardcore beer you know, craft beer lover i love i you know i love those people they are the biggest supporters of beer week but i want to bring more people in who may not really be aware of the great flavors of beer and I think that's the way to do it is to grow these kinds of events. You know, I'll tell you that's an excellent point that, that you're bringing up, that those of us who are, are in the community, and I mean even right here at the Brewing Network, uh, we can lose sight of that actually because we, you know, we're kind of surrounded by beer nerds like the rest of us, right? Yeah. And, and we talk, they want to go to this event and that event, and I'm thinking, gosh, it's just so many. But you're, it's an excellent point that really the reason is to show off to those who don't know about it yet. Exactly. I mean, I, I you know, you, the more we bring in, you know, the bigger the scene. Uh, you know, I, I I go back to the beginnings of Joe's Six Pack sixteen years ago. Yeah. I, I was very selfish when I started it. My whole idea was, if I keep writing about this, more bars and restaurants are going to serve better beer, and I personally will be able to find more beer when I go out and and not have to deal with you know Bud Miller, Cor, you know Coors or whatever, and I'll right. be able to find better beer. And I think the more people we bring into the you know the tent, the better the beer scene will be overall. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We're talking to Don Russell. Uh, he's the co-founder of Philly Beer Week. He's also been writing for the Philadelphia Daily News for 17 years, and he writes the Joe Six-Pack column. Uh, what's your favorite type of beer event? Do you have one? Yes, I do. It's it's a beer event that is not necessarily focused on the beer. It's an event that, has, that happens to have really good beer with it. So... Uh, we do this crazy event uh, at uh, one of the local bars, the Kitan Key in, in the city, where they do a, an afternoon. It's called the Throwdown in Franklin Town, and it's one of these things where people are, uh, with, you know, they're doing, uh, they dress up in those blow up so sumo outfits. Oh yeah, and they do they wrestle each other. That's awesome. And it's funny. It involves a lot of beer people, and uh, and by the way, there's like some killer beer. We there was like I think eight different taps from Allagash at that particular event. I mean, it was just a wonderful amount of fun. I think I agree with, with Don on this one, JP. Yeah. You know, you and I look at this when we're, when we're talking about beer events, it, especially when we do our own, and we're going, what else can we do, though? And something, the sumo outfit's perfect. It's a perfect reason <laughs> to get it. There's, it's not... Right, it's you, you know why I like it. It's not beer pong. Right. Okay, we're not looking for some stupid drinking game. We got great craft beer, and let's let's put on some sumo outfits and act like dummies for a second. Right. Well, because right. you you have to to you have to go meta on the whole thing. Like a beer fest is still just a beer fest at its core, and a tap takeover is still just a tap takeover. What else is you know engage? There's so much good beer around. You almost have to yeah. engage on some other level other than just your taste. Right. Exactly. I, Light something I, on fire. I agree. I, I mean, last night we did a. An event i didn't get to go to it unfortunately founders brewing was in town and they had their own band and it was about the music that they were producing but yeah by the way all we had you know i think 12 taps of uh, founders pouring that night so yeah uh, 
I, I honestly, personally, I wish there was much more music-oriented events. I'm a big music fan, and uh, I think that's an area for anybody that wants to do beer weeks is to start looking at at you know live music and and beer. I love it. Tasty. Our, our entertainment, like logging into circus out here, yep, is you know like an event within the event. Exactly. And then anything that has food, like the Firestone Walker event we were at, that's a nice event because it has food as well. It's yep. Just, it's a it's got a second thing going. Tasty, oh, would you I, would you put on a sumo suit at uh, at our next event? <laughs> would he need to? Hey, you took my line. Tomorrow <laughs> I'm getting dunked in a dunk tank. So that, nice. That sure oh, that's great. It's <laughs> always too cold when we do our event for a dunk tank, but the dunk true. tank goes over really well. Yeah, I bet it's gonna be hot and sticky in Philly though. <laughs> dunk tank, yeah. Except Even before we get there. Philly, right there. <laughs> now, what about different uh, styles of? of beer don in your in your coverage it, not only in your column for the last uh, 16 years but also of of philly beer week have you noticed an increase in beer styles or are we just kind of regurgitating the same ones well i you know one of the things i boast about this all the time about philly but i do think we have a more diverse variety of styles than you'll see in other parts of the country because we have a very solid lager culture here and that adds to the whole mix uh I mean, I'm a hophead. I love I love IPAs and the double IPAs and stuff. And I see I, I see people sort of getting stuck on hops a lot. And I'm you know I'm cool with that. That's what you like. But you know the, the sour beers are certainly great. But lately, you know, here in Philly, we've been really pushing a lot on the pilsners and some of the Bach beers and so on. So uh, I, I'm I really like to be able to go into a bar and see a wide variety of flavors and and uh, that that means a wide variety of styles sure absolutely all right now we're we're running out of time but i have i have a very important question for you and and that is the the i know you got philly beer week going on right now and, and your head is is full of that but the national homebrewers conference is coming up and it starts on on june 27th our uh brewing network eighth anniversary party is going to be hosted at the world cafe live right there in downtown philly on wednesday june 26th so, so first of all, I would like to invite you to come out to our party. If you have time, I'll, I'll put you on the list, and we'd love to have you. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not sure it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of amount of kidneys left at this point. <laughs> that's what I was going to say to you, too. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what. I will rent a gurney, and you, and we'll, you can hang out at the party yeah. on the gurney all night. That's really good. <laughs> you know? A quick transition. I think that actually might be, right be a back. side business for you guys. <laughs> right, there's some opportunity there. There is, but my my real question for you is: uh, of all the home brewers that are going to come to town, and there's a couple of two, three thousand of them, uh, w- can you give us a short list of places that we can't miss? And and we're we're a little bit chained to the conference hotel because there's a lot of events going on. Uh, there's a, there's always a little time for dinner. There's always a little time the day before and the day after. What can we not miss in Philadelphia? Well, that's that's a great question, and I get it an awful lot because a, a lot of people come to the city and want that information. Monk's Cafe, obviously, is the big one. I mean, that's that's, and this is within walking distance of where you are. It's uh, the you know the top Belgian bar in the city and one of the best Belgian bars in the, in the whole world, I think. Uh, with Tom Peters at the helm, there you'll just find some outstanding beers there. I think that uh, for a a 
Full flavor of Philly, though, you got to find your way to McGillan's Old Ale House. It's the city's oldest uh, bar uh, dating to 1860. It's uh, on the, up this tiny little alleyway called Drury Street, and you will find uh, a great collection of Pennsylvania beers. He's totally into that whole scene. Perfect. And uh, it'll give you a sort of a feel for, for the old Philly. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Mullen family who the Mullins family who runs that had to just they're just great supporters of of the philly beer scene so those are two right within walking distance of you that i would absolutely recommend okay awesome perfect and if i can ask i mean since you're a music fan uh we've not been to the world cafe live but uh the people we're working with over at northern brewer and and midwest brewing supplies uh their their headquarters is located there in in philadelphia and they say it's just a world-class music venue have you been there Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, the Founders event that I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, it was held there, oh. and I've been to a number of events there. They do a great job, uh, and they're big supporters of Philly Beer Week, too. You'll find good beer on tap there. Uh, great spot. That's over at in the uh, near the University of Pennsylvania campus. Oh, good. And uh, a lot of good stuff there. And let me give another good, quick uh, tip over in that direction. City Tap House with uh, I think it's the largest number of taps in the city. I run out, you know, maybe forty eight taps or so, but they have wow. a wonderful beer program there. So after your event, wander over to City Tap House. Awesome. I got a fast question. Okay, if you don't mind. Uh, Cheesesteaks. Come on, Gino's, Nick's, or Jim's? Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Jim's has been thrown into the the hat into the ring a little bit. So which which is the best? All right. Well, you know, everybody's got their favorite. I will tell. I always tell out of towners. Definitely go to Geno's and Pat's because it's a scene and you saw it in Rocky and all that kind of stuff. It's, But personally, they're not my favorites. My favorite happens to be up in my own neck of the woods up in Roxborough uh, called Tony A's, but, uh, or it's rather now called Tony Roney's, but... You know, that's a neighborhood spot. And that's the great thing about cheesesteaks is you end up finding these uh, these spots all over the city. So, But do go down to South Philly and check out Pat's and Gino's. It's a okay. great Pat's, not Nick's. All right. So those are easy. How do you not want to go to a place called Tony Roney's? <laughs> Tony Roney! Hey, Tony Roney! <laughs> you They're going to love me. I think I just got cheesesteaks for life there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a whiz wit. Now, My mom makes... Some amazing cheesesteak sandwiches. Is your mom from, from Pennsylvania? Fool. Oh, they. Oh, I forget that. <laughs> and just, she can still make some good cheesesteaks. Oh yeah, huh? it's it's that a girl. Is your mom's it's name awesome. Tony? My mom's name is Marion. It's Roni. Bebo sounded really sultry talking about cheesesteaks. Right <laughs> she loves her some cheesesteaks. I love me some cheesesteaks. <laughs> make some good cheesesteaks. All right, we are speaking to Don Russell. He's the co-founder of Philly Beer Week. You're going to want to go to phillybeerweek.org to get more information. He's also the author of the uh, column Joe Sixpack in the Philadelphia Daily News. He's been doing it for a long time. I have a lot of respect for his column. Where can we find uh, Where can we find that online, Don? That's at my website, joesixpack.net, and, of course, philly.com. But, uh, and I also have a, a uh, weekly newsletter that I send out just keeping up uh, people with the whole beer scene in Philly and beyond. Okay, go check them out. And, you know, despite your, your, the condition of your liver and, and possibly other organs, I'm still going to send you your official invite. I'd love to see you out at BNA8, Don. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hope we can hook up. All right, brother. Thanks for doing the program. I appreciate it. Go have some fun for us. All right, we'll do. Cheers. Bye. There you go. Joe Sixpack. Sounds awesome, man. That's you know, a giant event. Giant. <laughs> 1100. Wow. <laughs> South Philly sounds a little scary.
<laughs> yeah, you don't want to go to no. Tony Roney's for that. <laughs> Basically, the south of any town. <laughs> south Boston, South Oakland. South, south Central L.A. South yeah, the market. You, yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> south Central. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, that said, yes. we've been hearing about Philly Beer Week for, for years now. Uh-huh, and yeah. we've done some interviews. Uh, I'm trying to remember the brewery who came on the program. And they're the ones who have, like, goat races out there during oh, we, Philly oh, yeah, Beer oh, Week. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, as much as JP and I make fun of, of Beer Weeks, the Philly one is the one I want to go to. And I was really hoping that it would butt up against NHC this year. Because I might have gone for the whole week before. Right. E- even though... I would have moved above Tasty on the death list <laughs> yeah. had, I, had I done that. Your mortality that. would be in question. Oh, <laughs> I would have actually gone with you. You know, it, yeah. it, it does. It's a town I've wanted to go to uh, my whole life, so I'm looking forward to getting there. But but Philly Beer Week has always just made it a little more enticing. I, I, I've wanted to go check that out. Was that Sly Fox Brewing? I think it I was think Sly it was, Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and I, I always I since that show, Doc and I both are like, dude, we got to go to the goat races. Goat races. Well, maybe can, next year. There's always we, next year. Can we bring our own goat? <laughs> I, I believe you asked him that then, and he didn't care. He's like, hey, if you can get your goat here, I think we should start the being goat races at Doc's place. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should. Oh, I got some fast goats, man. <laughs> See? He's, he's been raising race goats for years. Oh, they've, they've just uh, been yeah. dormant. Maybe we can get some money in on this. Thing. I think we should do we'll this. Take over this. Oh, Winterfest. Goat racing. <laughs> goat racing in Concord. I think it could work. Bring, they're worried about us walking on the grass. At, at <laughs> Never mind, we make a goat race track. Yeah, or We're chickens. Like, It'll be fine. I got chickens. Doc has chickens. Chicken races. Ooh. Well, I'll tell you what. Show uh, chickens. Monks is on my uh, is on my short list. It's uh, a great place. We won't leave. Uh, you've been. I've been there once. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I won't leave Philadelphia without going. It's going to be packed. Yeah, man. I know. So That's we got to go I'm, Tuesday night. I, I'm in Monday night. So. Well, you're better than us. Uh, if I go, I might try to. I might try to get some rest on Tuesday night. Just okay. get rest Monday night. Why would you try to get rest when all of us fly in? Because all of you are flying in. Exactly. And I have to deal with you and your tardiness and your bullshit for the rest of the week. Notice how he's talking to I'm you, I'm not going to be tardy. I'm, you know what? I'm never tardy unless Sam is directly causing it. So you're tardy all the time. <laughs> yes. Be right. Like, it's always. Yeah. Do you feel tardy? Sam, I have question. to be at the booth. Watch the baby. Ah! Ah! That's the sound he makes because he was out with one of you five the night before until two thirty <laughs> right. in the morning. And it is a catch twenty two because I'm the guy who's like, and no, then, and you're Sam, calling we're me. staying out, we're and you're the one calling out. me the next morning, yelling at me for not being there when I have nobody to watch my kid. Not my fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is your problem. You caused it. <laughs> well, not the kid. <laughs> I didn't cause it. No. <laughs> Unluckily, I did not cause that problem. <laughs> I think Tuesday that'll be the best for me to go to Monks, and then Wednesday I'm going to the Muter Museum. Woo! I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm have, super excited to go to that. Does it yeah, serve beer? No, it doesn't serve beer. It's, I'm it's, out. It's unbeer related at all. It's the Medical Anomaly Museum of the uh, Philadelphia College oh, of Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. You know yeah. why? It's not that I don't want to go do non-beery things. It's yeah. that that will gross me the I know. F out. Dude, they have oh. a rad collection of baby fetuses. And, I don't want to oh, see that. I want to touch and smell everything. Yeah. <sighs> That'd be Please. great. They have a soap. We have a soap woman. I'll take that. That's so nice. Oh, she. Oh, like she. It was the soap. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Her corpse. It's a. It's a rad. It, the museum is awesome. What wow. makes What makes a baby fetus collection rad? I think because it's like nobody else has like one. Two headed or like all deformities. It's just a medical anomalies. Yeah. They have a whole oh. chest of 
things that were extracted from someone's stomach with a little grabber. Hey, is that the thing where they have like the human head completely cut in half? They and do have that, yeah. Yes. Like the brain all yeah. sliced up. It's uh, sick. Sounds delightful. Oh, come on, you guys have touched that. It's fun, man. Uh, it's a rad place. Come on, and it smells like formaldehyde? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, it, so it smells like Denny's food? Yeah. <laughs> so they open at That's 10 in the morning that Wednesday. So if you guys want to go, meet me there at 10 in the morning. Uh, it smells, smells like, like moons over my hammy. <laughs> It, it smells like a first-year med student. Moons over my jammy. <laughs> it's all gushy. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Thanks to Don Russell and Philly Beer Week. Go to phillybeerweek.org and check it out. When we come back, uh, we're giving away two more tickets to Savor in New York City. It's a fun show. Plus, we've got uh, the end of our Dortmunder lagering experience between Taste, uh, Tasty and Doc. We're going to taste both of those beers. When we come back, right here on The Session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. 
to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Ten, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister. And Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy-drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I have always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind, but I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
tuned into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Yes, sir. We got some more to get to. We got tickets to give away to Saber in New York City. We got some Dortmunder tasting to get through. We got some beer news for you tonight. Uh, we got some fun stuff going on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our guest, Don Russell, uh, over at Philly Beer Week, also known as Joe Sixpack. You know, if you're looking to do creepy stuff in the bedroom, check out AdamandEve.com. You can go to AdamandEve.com right now. And if you use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, you get 50% off just about any one item. You get free shipping. You get three free adult DVDs from genres such as... Um, Asian Delivery Boy. I don't think that's one, but there is Asian. There is... Oh, that's what it was. It was Asian. It was just Asian. I was just hoping they would have that subgenre. You were dreaming about the rest. (laughs) That's right. Uh, There's also a genre such as... Group sex. There's group. Uh, That's a fun one for everybody, so to speak. Uh, Moscow? Large breasts. There is large breasts. (laughs) I love genres. They're so... You know what they are? They they just... They bring us down to to our base. They're really just the the simple... It's like, you know what? Fuck it. It's a bunch of people screwing. <laughs> and it's and there's several ima- yeah. several videos that have that. At some point, we're just gonna be walking out of the well, not out of the DVD store because you're ordering online, but right. uh, then you'll drag your package in like by the hair, like you just like knuckle dragging it, you your, know, because you, it's like Neanderthal. It's, it, yeah, well, when you order your DVDs, right? Yeah, you're dragging them home like caveman style oh, because see. it is very primal, like very like. Yeah, oh, I see. That, yeah, that's what I'm right? saying. Yeah. Now I get it. Yes, you're agreeing, and I agree with you. Well, I'm a really good broadcaster. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> you're like it's there's and you drag your knuckles. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I agree with. It. Anyway, Thank lots you. of different genres. You get three free adult DVDs plus free shipping plus a free gift. So sensual. Uh, we can't mention it on internet radio and. I think the people who do this on radio can't mention it. We don't even mention it when we're off the radio. Do they write it in magazines that way too? You can't. We can't write about it in this magazine. <laughs> yes, I've heard. Uh, I've heard them elsewhere. And it's always no one can ever mention it. You know, Beaver went to the Adam and Eve in uh, where were you? North Dakota or something? North Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, Wilmington. Because it's probably illegal in North Dakota to have an Adam and Eve, right? <laughs> They're still, aren't, aren't they still on horse and carriage there? I think it's North that's Carolina. That's a genre. A lot of Amish. Horse and ca- oh, I, Amish. <laughs> you imagine. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to plow your field. I believe that would just be fetish or fantasy or something, right? Yeah. It's illegal in North Dakota, but it's encouraged in South Dakota. Right. Everything sucks right, in right. the South. Or it's great. I'm here to carve your stool. <laughs> I'm here to milk your udder. <laughs> you have exquisite memories. <laughs> what a great genre. Could, could you take the beard off? <laughs> Did you go into the store, Bevo? No, I didn't. Why not? I had a sleeping toddler in the car. And, She's asleep. And Sam. <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't the same thing? So you imagine going into a shop with Sam. See, this is the beauty of Adam and Eve. You do it all online. Imagine going into a shop with Sam. Oh, look at that one. It's black. Hey, hey, ah. hey, it's waving nah. around. How do I snow it? Ah. <laughs> oh, it hit me in the face. Oh, hey, Bev. Buy, let's buy this. <laughs> Bev, Be- Bev, Be- Bev. Would, would this fit? <laughs> Yeah. And the other people are like, excuse me, ma'am, you cannot have a baby in here. 
Unless it's a featured dancer, it has to get out. <laughs> Unless that baby is in the midget porn section, it must leave now. Uh, are you here to sign the DVDs for the lady? Uh, that's very articulate. You must be from the South, too. Uh, AdamandEve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. Get a bunch of cool stuff. All right. Good commercial. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're sure for the South. I got two tickets to give away, courtesy of the Brewers Association, and it's for Saver. Saver's happening uh, June 14th and 15th yes. in New York City. That's New York, New York, and what a great place. I'm going to be there after NHC. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I have been wanting to go to Saver for years. It never fits uh, into the schedule because it's so close to NHC. But if you're on the East Coast, here's what we're going to do. Caller number 12, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-2337, 888-401-BEER. Call right now. Caller number 12, you're going to win two tickets to Saver in New York City. We're making it easy on you. All you got to do is call in and be caller number 12. 888-401-BEER, do it now. couple of uh, announcements for you. Couple tree, couple of two tree announcements. Uh, you know, like I was talking about with Don Russell, there we got uh, the Brewing Network anniversary party coming up, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's it's coming together now really well. Uh, just a lot of good stuff happening. The bands are going to be fantastic. We got the Trophy Fire playing. We've got um, the School of Rock playing, which are the very talented kids. Uh, you know the movie School of Rock with, yeah. with Jack Black is it, it's a true story. It's based on the school. The school is based in Philadelphia, and we're going to get the the most talented kids to come and perform for us. They're going to play you a bunch of classic rock. I mean that alone is going to be very cool. Plus. We're working on 30-plus breweries. Over the weekend at the Firestone Walker Brew Festival, I was able to uh, confirm a few West Coast breweries that we're bringing Ooh, out there. What are they? Well, I know the 21st Amendment is going to send um, Hop Crisis, which will be released then. But they're nice. also going to send something, uh, a unique beer, directly and only available from the pub here in San Francisco. Oh. So we're also going to get a special beer out of them. Uh, I'm working with the Lagunitas guys. I'm talking with the Ballast Point guys. I mean, I am I am working hard to get you about 10 different breweries from the West Coast, which we like to do at all of our anniversary parties because we know that you hear about them on the show all the time and you don't get to try them. So if you're going to be at the party, uh, this is your chance. You can get tickets over at the Brewing Network Philly.eventbrite.com. The Brewing Network Philly.eventbrite.com. It's also, there's a link right there on our homepage uh, on the on tap section. You'll see the BNA8 logo and you can click that. Tickets left, they're only 45 bucks. And with that, you're not only going to get beer from over 30 breweries, but you're also going to get uh, food. We got a whole bunch of give. It, not, it's not a full on dinner. Uh, the VIP tickets are sold out, but there, are, there is going to be like small plate uh, hors d'oeuvres. We're going to be doing that. Um, plus music, plus giveaways, lots of swag, a great time hanging out with us, free shuttle service from the conference hotel. Uh, I mean, you name it, it's going to run all night long. It's going to be a great time. I know they got some other giveaways going on that are actually going to be kind of a big deal. Some non-brewery stuff. I heard rumors about a flat screen television being given out at this thing. Uh, I was told it was a tube TV. Uh, no, no, a big old. I thought it was flat chested hookers. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's the after party. Those are guys. Those um, are called guys. <laughs> and they're called dudes. Yeah. Uh, uh, lots of stuff, and we'd love to meet you out there. So go over to the Brewing Network Philly.eventbrite.com if you're in the Philly area or if you're going to NHC and you haven't decided what you're going to do yet, come hang out with us. A call to action for the Brewing Network Club. Uh, it does, we do now have uh, a person has, has stood up and said, Damn it! 
Yes. The Brewing Network needs a booth at club night during NHC. Our club. And I will make it happen. So, the Brewing Network club booth is happening. If you are in the region, if you're driving in, you know, if you're even close, but you're driving to NHC and you would like to pour for your club at the Brewing Network, we now have a booth that's being organized. And uh, I'm sure that uh, Pat. Patrick Ryan. Pat could use some help uh, if there's anybody who, who's also willing to reach out. Uh, for right now, what I'm going to do is have you email Scott at the Brewing Network.com, Scott at the Brewing Network.com, and he can put you all in touch with Patrick. There's a thread in the forum um, that, that you can take a look at and see who's participating and offer your support. Uh, but we're, we're looking for beer. For one, because the club of the year should be represented. Hell yeah! At the National Homebrewers Conference, and we'd like to see you there. As a bonus, our club booth is right there in the center of the floor, next to the Brewing Network itself. So we're all in one little area, and we're having ourselves a good time. And we'd like to get you involved. I don't understand. We're in the center of the room. Center C- of the room. The center of a different room. The center of the. We're in the center of this for the first time. We're in this. You know, the NHC treats us quite well when it comes to club night. Oh. That's because we're attached to more beer, ah. and more beer loves us, <laughs> and whatever more beer wants, more beer gets, and more beer always asks that we stay with them. Now it makes more, the room was spinning. I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's magical. So I get to be the center of attention again, and that's that's nice. Yeah. Always is. <laughs> so, uh, Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, if you'd like to get involved with, with Club Night, if you're in the air and you'd like to pour your beer, if your club is the Brewing Network, we'd, we'd love for you to do so. Dr. Homebrew is now on iTunes. It's JP's new show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of really great feedback about it since we put it up uh, about a week ago. It's been up now. People awesome. Have, people have been saying nice things. Love the format. And um, check it out if you don't know about it. Uh, there's an episode up there now, uh, Dr. Homebrew. And you just got to search Dr. Homebrew. You could also search The Brewing Network. Uh, I could make it real easy on you, though. It's just thebrewingnetwork.com slash drhomebrew.xml. Uh, if you do that, you can punch it right into the subscribe field in your iTunes or whatever RSS thing you use for your podcast, thebrewingnetwork.com slash drhomebrew.xml. It'll bring you right to the show. You can subscribe, and new shows will now be appearing twice a month in perpetuity. That's right. Yeah. Thank you very much for doing that. It yeah. makes me happy. I will get it on the website as soon as humanly possible. I am in the process of yelling at the person I hired to uh, rearrange the back end of our website so that we can create new pages uh, in order to put up new content like this. But uh, our old web designer uh, had left uh, some time ago, and it, the it was out of date, and there's a whole slew of things going on. But rest assured, I'm working on it. I'm yelling at people. And it, it seems to be working great. I know an eight-year-old boy <laughs> in the Ukraine that'll uh, get right on that for yeah. you. I mean, I just sh- I should have hired the kid from Pakistan. He did a great job on some other stuff for me. But I thought and the job was make too close. I thought the job was too big, so I hired the American. And you know what you right. get when you hire an American? <laughs> Good quality yeah. work at a decent price on time. Lazy fucking douchebag for twice the price. Shit. <laughs> That's what I and, I and lots of excuses. You know, I'll I'll be the first to admit I tend to embellish my stories a little bit. This one's for real. This one I'm not embellishing. In fact, Ooh. I might be underbellishing. Is that a word? Uh, Unbellish. Yeah, the, uh, at least twice as much. And it's a fucking American. Well, yeah, well, in Pakistan, you build your own house. You just pour water on the ground and <laughs> make the bricks, and there you go. Well, I'll give you an example. I had the I had the Pakistani dudes redo our blogs. Yeah. Finished them in, in just a couple of weeks, but they couldn't be installed on the site because the American who I hired to upgrade the back end of the site, which was needed for the new blog 
software, whatever the hell it is, hadn't finished. Hmm. And he still hasn't finished. And it's been a long ass time. And I should have just given, I should have just gone and, hey, Pakistani dude, that's his name. <laughs> uh, now that you're done with the blogs, can you finish the rest? And he'd have been like, Yes. Oh, sure. You, oh, I can do that all day long. I would it's have done to fill right you now. out at one hour, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd have been like, I will be done in one yeah. hour. As a matter of fact, it's done right now. It would be thirteen ninety nine. <laughs> well, wait a minute. If he Does he know you have a Jewish producer? He, <laughs> he might, uh, yeah, he doesn't know. Oh, well, there you go. Don't tell him. It's best yeah. that way. I'll tell you. I, I, I don't know why. I, maybe it's the racist in me that I went for the American. I, I just I thought it was a big job, and it seemed like you, you, sometimes you get what you pay for. So you went union. I, well, I, you, I have learned over the years of the BN that you do get what you pay for. Yes. I mean, we've gotten a lot of what, of what we've paid for. Why are you looking at me? Uh, no, no. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. Uh, but I just thought in this case, you know, maybe... I would have done the same thing because, you know, it's buy local. You want to support the local uh, people, yeah. but... Uh, Fail. Sort of like the sandwich shops around Fail. Here. Yeah. I'm ready to support Pakistan all the time. I don't know. I'll send you some news articles about them. Great. I won't read them. Anyhow. They don't eat cows. Where was I? Uh, hop grenade warheads. Those are our new double-walled stainless steel growlers. Best thing ever. Dude, we, we, you know, we moved a bunch at the Firestone Fest, and it's, and it's because they're badass. You put this thing in your hand, and you go... Done deal. This is the best thing that's happened to my homebrew since more beer. I've taken uh, it everywhere, and everybody's, what the hell is that? They're great. It's a warhead. Uh, so check them out. They're in the store now, and we'd like for you to own one because they're sweet. Shop on Amazon by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. It gives us a little cut, and you just do all your shopping as normal. A bunch of you have been doing it, and we very much appreciate it. Keep it up. It's a It's a free way, essentially, for you to support the Brewing Network. Um, so if you're if you're not a subscriber and, and you don't have too much for merch, but you know maybe you're buying that gift for your girlfriend or something, just click the Amazon link on our homepage, and and that's a way to support us, and we appreciate it very much. Uh, you can listen on the go with iPhone and Android apps. Just search BN Mobile in the iTunes Store, or the Android Marketplace. Uh, watch this live on justin.tv slash brewing network. Subscribe and join the BN Army. You're entered to win the more beer donation giveaway every month, which is a chance to win a hundred bucks to more beer. We do the drawing every month. We send an email to the winner. They are they go happily spend a hundred free dollars over at more beer um which you know we'll get you some cool stuff get you a lot of cool stuff all right twitter and facebook it's all available on there <clears throat> send show ideas over to scott at the brewing network.com send feedback to feedback at the brewing network.com and i think that covers my announcements right where do show ideas go again <clears throat> Feedback? No, I think they go to Justin. No, 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 no. Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Are guest ideas the same as feedback? Or not feedback, as show ideas? Like, yes. if you want to have someone on, you should probably not send them to feedback, but to Scott, right? Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I get, I'm real stupid. Can you just have the Pakistani guy sort it all out and send it to the right place? <laughs> all right. Uh, Bebo, what am I going to do? Do we have a winner? Oh, I turned you down because you still haven't figured stupid, out how to do it. I know. <laughs> um, yes, we have a okay. winner. Practice right now. Turn your microphone off. Yeah, turn it back on. And then say something to me. Hi. Now you're done. Turn it back off. You're trained. You're now officially trained to use the microphone. <laughs> I did really yeah. well. And then I was going to tell you, I was just going to say we had John on line one. Right. But then the phone kept ringing and I was blah, like, blah, oh, blah. I no just answer cares. it. And so blah, blah, blah. Shut up, Jimmy. <sighs> John from San Diego. What's happening, my brother? How's it going, guys? Dude, you're caller number 12. You just won two tickets to Savor in New York City. 
I'm the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> now, being in San Diego, you do realize the tickets don't include airfare or hotel, right? Yeah, that's fine. It's Saber. That a boy. It's well worth the rest, uh, but we'll get you in there. That's right. I can hear him typing on eBay right now, <laughs> I, I, making an account. That's always doing eBay <laughs> or, or, or the local Craigslist. No, you're typing on orbits to figure out your travel plans right now, right? That's uh, that's that's right. Got a boy. All right, John from San Diego. Two tickets, courtesy of the Brewers Association. You're going to Saver, and don't be shy. You could you could write back and tell us how it was because I I've been wanting to go for years and I've never been able to make it. So. Saver, I barely. I love it. Work. Very excited. Thank you guys so much. You're very welcome. Send me an email, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and I will sort you out, brother. Got it. Thanks, man. Cheers. Enjoy. Yep. He's hawking him. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Oh, San Diego? Yeah, I'll make that. Sure. $800 round trip flight? It's only the farthest away. It's safer. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, hopefully he goes. He's going to go. Our listeners are pretty honest. We should make them report back. And and if Mm. not, we ban their IP address. (laughs) How would we know if their report is accurate? I mean, you can do anything now with a couple Google searches, you know. Well, in in room one, there was, you know, you see everything. You take a photo outside the venue with, like, that day's newspaper. Yeah, the newspaper. Yeah. Okay, all right. With a kidnapped child. Photoshop. (laughs) Take a kid off the street. That way we know you're in New York. We'll listen to all the Amber Alerts. All right, folks. Right now, uh, we're going to talk about our Dortmunder experiment that we did with Tasty and Doc. And this is a suggestion, uh, you know, I think from more than one listener, but I do remember that Mills really put it into words for us. Most of our listeners don't use words. Uh, And he said, you know, I got a great idea. He said, uh, because Tasty has a different lagering method than Doc does, he recently uh, started experimenting with it and found good results. And that essentially was to produce his lagers a little more like an ale. And we thought... Um, let's try this out. Um, Tasty, first of all, why don't you go ahead and describe your method? I know you've done it before, but but what did, what do you do differently than Doc does to lager? All right. Well, my entire uh, production uh, of the beer is done in two weeks, the, the ferment. Uh, so in two weeks, I think I had it on the show uh, after two weeks. after We I got did the taste work. yours, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, we liked it. It was good beer. Uh it tastes about the same right now, actually. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, so here's how. Here's what I do. Okay. I uh, I uh, cool in at about 53 degrees, and then I immediately let that rise to 55. I hold it at, at 55 degrees Fahrenheit uh, until I get to 50 percent of the to the, the target attenuation. Right. So you you pitch at 53. You, yeah, you, 53. You go ahead and take it from the right. kettle to the fermenter, but you, your yeast goes into 53. Right. But you don't hold it there at all. You, no, I just go right to 55. You let it naturally rise to 55. Right. Just, okay. All right. And go I ahead. do the same thing with the ales. I always go in two degrees below what I call my primary fermentation temperature. I think it just stand. It's a good thing to do. Okay. The, the yeast just start warming up right away. I think they like it. Okay. Anyway, uh, so okay. So after I'm 50 percent of the way to the attenuation, I raise the temperature from 55 to 58 degrees, right? And of course, you you measure that 50 50 percent yeah. by your your starting gravity. Yeah. You know what your terminal gravity is. Yeah. You split it down the middle. Yeah, and I'm, I'm taking lots of hydrometer readings. After a couple of readings, you can kind of figure out where it's going. You can see, oh yeah, it looks like I'm a day away. Sure okay. enough, it looks like. And then when you do the next uh, again on like when it's 50 percent, I raise it to, to 58. You can kind of see that it's slowing down a little bit. You can expect it to take more days to get to the next increment, which is 75% to the uh, terminal gravity. Okay. Then I raise it to uh, like 61 degrees, another 3 degrees. 
Okay. Still, this whole time, you're under ale temperature, yeah, so it's yeah, not but, really accurate to yeah. say that you're doing it like no, an yeah. ale per when se. I get to, when I get to 75% there, the warmest I've been is 58 degrees. Got it. And that's 75%. And that's the gist of it, really. The gist of it is, what happens as it warms up, is it going to be a smaller contribution, because it's a small part of the ferment. It's only in the tail end that it really really gets that warm. I understand. For instance, when it goes to 75%, then it raises it to 61 Well, now we're getting into... Almost ale temperature, so that's pretty cool yep. for an ale, right? And then I hold it there until it's like 90%, then I go to 64 and then in about a day or so it goes to 100% to the terminal, or whatever it is. It's just the nest of it, really. I mean, okay. You think you'll get that, and what you get is another thing, but that's is, the target. And So at 64, you're reaching terminal. Is there any sort of a diacetyl rest like you might well, do with an ale? Or essentially, that's what you'd be doing at 61 and above. You're diacetyl resting. Got it. Okay. And really, it's a warmer ferment, so you're not creating th- that many uh, precursors to uh, diacetyl. Okay. And then, yeah, it's, uh, you know, clarify it, carbonate it, start drinking it. Approximately. And, and I know that everyone always asks, well, h- how long until I, I do the, the temperature race? And so I, I know that you have to go by what the gravity is. Yeah. But what I'm curious oh, about the is the length of the whole process. All right. All right. And it's going to vary for people. Let me give it to you in days. Yeah, it's going to vary depends on your situation. Not e- I don't even want the temperature changes in days because right. I think that's... That's not accurate for people. I think yeah. you already described that accurately. Yeah, that's just by temperature. I just so that we can measure it against how long Doc's ferment takes. Oh. Approximately, how long how long does this uh, process take? Well, on day twelve, it, I, it was at ninety percent completed. So, like on day fourteen, it was done. So it was a yeah. I think I brewed it on a sun. Uh, Doc brewed it on a what was it? A, how, Easter Easter Sunday, right? Okay. And I think it was a Monday. I had it in the studio, so yeah. it's like a day extra over over two. Day fifteen, we had it in the studio. Wow. Yeah, it was like April 31st. Huh? April 31st. Okay. And then he probably had it back in there by the 15th. Yeah. The by the 15th? Yeah. Use that microphone, Doc. 15th. <laughs> Use that microphone like you've been in the studio before, will you? Hey, I'm trying to look at my calendar at the same time, and the microphone's in the way. I can't say. <laughs> it's a heads up device. His eyes don't pivot. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> 14 days, I I have had ales. In fact, all of my ales have not finished in 14 days. That's uh, it's amazing. Well, they fin- yeah, it finishes, sure. Okay. Well, it's a nice ferment. The yeast love that continually rising, uh, that, that treatment. And most of the off flavors or the, the fruity kind of flavors are going to be formed at the beginning anyway. Okay. Yeah, so part. he's getting through most of that ferment and all those kind of weird flavors that might get kicked off at a higher temperature. It's already done. Got it. Okay. Now let's talk about Doc's ferment process, which is a more traditional uh, lager. Um, and but so so what happened essentially was that Doc created a wort for both of them. He created all the wort for both of them, and then he uh, sent Tasty home with a uh, carboy or keg. What'd you take it home? Car- carboy. You took a carboy. Uh, so you took seven and a half gallons home, or and something. and the yeast separate because I, I was at. Wasn't at pitching temperature okay. when I got it, so I had to overnight get it to pitching temperature. I made a really big yeast starter. So you guys so, split, so it was yeah. the he same starter, proportionally the same amount of yeast. That yeah. we pitched. The same wort. All they were, at least in in principle, and of course, you know, there's going to be some variables, and we're going to talk about those things because sure. this wasn't a perfectly uh, done well, scientific experiment here. We even eyeballed the the yeast. Yeah. You know, okay, that looks like about this much. You know, yeah, that percentage of there that. were some things that we had to do, but the, the, you know, the, in in principle, we just we tried to. But we'll talk about those variables uh, as we go. Uh, okay, so so Doc, you were left with uh, how many gallons of wort? 
35. Okay. Nice big batch. Oh, I made a big batch. 45 gallons, I think. Okay. So you're left with 35, and you put them into two different conical fermenters. And before yeah. we talk about those two differences, let's just talk about the, the standard lager fermentation that you did. Oh, the standard lager, I put it in at about 40. I get it cooled down as far as I can, about 48. It's tough to get down that last 20 degrees, but sometimes I have to let the conical do it. And I won't pitch before it's at 48, 49. Pitch it, and it, it'll it'll usually rise to about 50 and hold it there. Okay. Period. Just kind of keep it just at that. Until really kind of right at the end, then I might raise it 2, 3 degrees, 53 let it run for a few more days and and then i'm then i'll take it out of the conical so yours does not go above 53 degrees no and that's only right at the end okay so i try to keep it cool the whole way but it's going to take longer it's i'm checking like tasty does i got do a lot of hydrometer readings and it just keeps going down and i know what i'm going to end up with at the end so yours doesn't go up and down like mine does when I take hydrometer. I just, <laughs> no. I just that stood out to me for a second. Hey, pretty much, I know where it's going good. at this point. And Approximately, how long is a traditional lager ferment that you do? Like two this? weeks, probably two weeks to three weeks, depending, and then you depending on on how big a beer it is. Okay, but Tasty's is two weeks at 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 that. Yeah, it's, but this is this is before, and we've not even think about touching. So it 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 could easily go. Three weeks or okay. more, uh, and I did change this up a little. Two, my two conicals did two totally different things. Okay, one's a big conical, one's a smaller one. Uh, they behaved a lot different. One went down to terminal gravity for it, and it was about maybe ten, eleven, ten, ten and a half, pretty fast, like three and a half weeks. Okay, and so that that's maybe four weeks. I took it out. The other one was still going; it was just chugging along. I left it in there, and then I got lazy. And I left it in there, and I left it. I got to get this out of here. I left it in there. It was in there about six weeks. Okay. So let me clarify real quick. So at, at 15 days, we tasted tasties, right. but yours was not ready. Mine was still fermenting. Okay. So yours is about four weeks, and yeah. then four and a half, uh, and then that second one in a different... That went for... I. It might have gone for six, seven weeks in there, and I was okay. I, I knew I left it too long, but I just couldn't get to it to... I didn't have the space for the kegs, anything that I could do. So I finally made it, got it out of that. I was a little worried about it sitting on the, the yeast too long. Okay. But at, at 50, 52, I was less worried about it. If it was an ale sitting there that long, yeah, I'd worry about it. And that was the larger or the smaller? That was the larger one. The larger of, that, the, of your conical And that one actually finished out about two points lower. That was about 10, 9, 10, 8, 10, okay. 8-ish. And it just, it just took long. It just... Kept dropping, kept dropping. I wasn't going to take it out of there. So here's what I want to say, and we're about to taste the basically three beers. Uh, what Doc's talking about is we, we kind of discovered that the uh, fermenter dynamics had an effect on the length of the fermentation in this case. Definitely. I'm going to admit that we don't have a lot of data as to why. Uh, what we do know is that the smaller of them uh, finished uh, relatively quickly, kind of a normal uh, lager process in the in the four week range, and the larger one, as he's describing, took a little bit longer. So we have those in two different glasses, so mm-hmm. that we could also taste what the difference in fer- fermenters did too in in the length of time. Right, and then of course we have tasties next to that as well, which was the one done in fifteen days, and now it's been in the fridge for another couple of weeks. But Tasty, you're saying it tastes about the same as when we initially yeah. t- initially tasted. So obviously, it can't be the same, but I, I remember it's about the same. Yeah, it's not, not a big uh, difference. How do we know which is which here? Oh, well, there's numbers on them. Okay. Oh, there we go. 
Oh, I see. I see yeah, the number. Yeah, I got numbers. I got them. Tell you the truth, we could have screwed up the numbers. <laughs> um, but they, they, these look exactly the same. They do uh, all look uh, appearance-wise, clarity-wise. They look exactly the same. Yeah. All everything. The the colors the same. It's head retention's the same. Mm-hmm. Not a nothing to be noted really? about appearance, mm-hmm. other than they're identical. Yeah. Um. Okay. And by the way, they're all very very clear. None of these filtered. No. Um. No. I use some findings. But okay. early on, but no, there's no filtering. One's a little cloudier than the other. Uh, number three, probably. Do uh, you want me to Three's say? Yeah. yeah. On, on mine, number one's a little one. bit more cloudy. Yeah, one. Really? Okay, yeah, that's that. Okay, I've got them mixed up. But yeah, it's, it's the way I number them. Yeah, the three is the one that was in the conical the longest. Wait, I thought that was my beer. I thought, no, three? No, <laughs> put on this in. This is three. Uh-oh. Three is yours. Yes. <laughs> Did we just blow the whole the no. fucking experiment right there? No. You'll see it. Wasn't that the point? No. Okay. All no, right, good. Three, yeah. Just checking. You said one is more cloudy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yes, that, sir. that's the one. That's the one that just came out of the the, the, for the conical the least amount of time. Yeah. So okay. That was, that was just... This has probably only been out of the conical about a week and a half, probably. So. so number two is then the long conical, and number three is tasties? Is that what we have here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought we were doing like a best, like what tastes best. Well, you could. You but, can, but what we're well, really looking the, for here, and we can talk about the it's, difference it's, in, kettle, in, in kettle dynamics, but what we're really looking for is the difference between um, docks and tasties. The long fermentation, yeah. the standard lager experiment, and the short fermentation. So, yeah. The three should be... Tasties, short fermentation, mm-hmm. 15 days... 14, really, because we tasted on day 15. And then the other ones here are docks longer. One and two taste uh, exactly the same to me. I agree with you. Three tastes very different and much better, in my humble opinion. I have to agree with you on that, too. It's weird that... They're all getting warm, and I don't like them warm. Yeah, definitely. The three's maltier is what you're getting. Did they all finish about the same gravity? I think I might have finished like a 12 versus yeah, your 11 yeah, and, and nine. one of them was like a 10, 11, and the last one was a 10, 08. Yeah. I think I can taste the alcohol difference in them. And that's yeah, part well, of what I like better about three is that it didn't finish down quite as far. It's it's also, they're warm now, and it's... Yeah, that's what's killing. But that's it for okay. Me. We still, I honestly, I don't really care which one is better in a sense. I want to know the difference. Yeah. And part of the difference is a lower gravity. Yeah, uh, that's the main difference here, probably. Yeah, a uh, little more alcohol taste. Uh, you're going to get a little drier. Yeah. So the alcohol kind of comes out. It's got that kind of a sweet, okay, non-grainy sweetness, but a different sweetness. JP, what are you tasting in these beers? Uh, the difference between the short and the long fermentation. I actually think that the number two. And number one tastes different. I think number one has more muddle flavors, um, where two and three have that round sweet malt, and then it kind of drops away and cleans up. But I think two. I think one has a little. Um, we were talking about the beer earlier today, not in the, not in the same way, but sometimes beers can have kind of a uh, maybe a lot going on, and it, it, it's not as crisp and clean as it should be. Okay. Um, 
So that's fine as a difference yeah. between one and two. But are you telling me that you're not tasting a difference between the short fermentation and the long fermentation? I am tasting it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the short fermentation was one, and the long fermentation was three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Two is also a... Two and three taste pretty similar to Wait, me. wait. Three no. is the two? short fermentation. Three short fermentation. Three is short fermentation? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea. We've said it a lot. Well, and then one and two, and then one and two are the long fermentation. Okay, so then I like the short fermentations over the long fermentations. Okay, I and do. what are the differences there? It, it, it's the same, same. I, same I, I feel that that the long fermentation, um, the flavors are a little bit muddled. They're not as crisp and clear malt wise. Um, the hops are the same. The bitterness tastes the same. That's all great. Uh, to me, it's just purely malt differences. I, I agree. And again, I think that's attributed to, and I, I'm not the expert on this, so you guys have to help out, but I think that's attributed to the gravity difference. Well, it's also, to, I, I, I still a, think I pushed these. These weren't dropped clear enough for me to even bring them in yet. Uh, you're still got, they're still cloudy. Yeah. And so you're getting a little bit of yeast bite to them. And these are not in their prime yet. By any means, they're still. I get yeast bite out of three, yeah, like, yeah. but mainly more in the nose. It smells but, like but, garbage. I but. know, but I get. But I'm. It's these. I wouldn't have brought these out for, you know, sh- showcase for another probably three weeks till they till they really actually drop clear. Then I have to say that the only thing I can summarize from that because I'm quite happy with number three. It's not a perfect lager by no, any means. No, it's not. But the only thing I can summarize is that Tasty's method works Absolutely. to yeah. speed oh, yeah. up the process. Because if it's going to take me another three weeks with the with the traditional lager to get number three, to get Tasty's beer here, I'm with Tasty. Yeah, three's already there. <laughs> and again, this isn't a competition. It, it was just a, you know, someone said, hey, why don't we give this a shot? So we did. Right. I'm with Tasty well, on the method. Although this, well, I would, these things need to lager... Be cold, sit for a lot longer. They but do. that's my point. But but with Tasty's thing, it's, they most, don't. Most people worry about tying up their fermenter. Yeah. for a long time. Commercial guys do. Oh yeah, uh, that's why you don't see many commercial home, home brewers. It's tying up that fermenter time. You can have storage. Yeah, but it's tying up the fermenter and letting that go through. So if you can push it through and not get a lot of these fruity flavors from from your lager yeast, right. Hey, I'm all for it. Too. And I think this is an example of how that could be done on right. a certainly on a homebrew scale. I'd uh, I'd love to taste them afterwards because yeah, three you get a lot of yeast bite and and aroma. Um, two tastes more has more of a complete malt character. One doesn't. It, it, if I rank them from malt like malt character to, to style versus versus not, it would be. Uh, Let me two, see your number two, two. Three one. Let me see your number two. Yeah, you know, it, they must be... I'm thinking JPs were, were mislabeled or misported. It's, it's inconceivable that he could have that analysis. That's what I'm saying. Well, because well, everyone was saying, oh, well, Tasty brewed the cloudy one. No, we were marking them. But we went but back on that. We went back on that. We we said that at first, and, right. then, we, and then we but fixed then, that. But now... But I'm but, still not sure how I marked them either. See? <laughs> really? But, Doc, you're no, killing no, me This being an experiment brought to you face. by the Brewing Network. I, I put them all on there, and Tasty says, as he moves them all around, he goes... Isn't this one mine? And we go, got to do it oh. again. We got to take a break and do it again. <laughs> I, how can I give this information to the listeners if I, it's uh, not if I, it's not even? This is accurate. why we have a producer. Scott should just well, do everything. Uh, no, we're only going to do it for you. We're, we'll empty That's yours fine. out. I will be the master judge. That's fine. <laughs> we'll just only we do can, it for you. This is I have the I still have the number three here. 
It, or can, is it the number one? Well, if it's, exactly. it's well now the, we know. That's your I think bottle. it's the clearest one, by the way. I think they're numbered, yeah. So if you held up your beer, that's not it. This is three. I don't know. It looks this is the clearest one, Okay, right? this is one. Yeah, this maybe. is three. We're going to take three. a very quick break. When we come back, <laughs> Why do I have four? we're going to do the Dortmunder tasting of the experiment. That is, if I don't shoot myself in the fucking face at the break. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. 
When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps home brewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Beer. This is the session. Yeah. Welcome back to the program. Hey, if you're looking to dial your recipes in and brew the perfect beer, check out Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com. You get a free 21-day trial of their brewing software. It's also available on mobile right now. You can get it for iPhone, iPad, Android, Kindle Fire. Uh, it's on sale now. Just check it out. But you get your free 21-day trial of the desktop version. It works on PC and Mac. And, you know, try it and you'll love it. It's pretty much... Uh, it's pretty much a guarantee. You're you're, you're just gonna love it. Plus, uh, all you know, thousands and thousands of recipes over on the Beersmith recipe site. Uh, you can brew with confidence. You can imagine your best beer ever. Get step by step instructions for any recipe. Build recipes in minutes. Match beer styles from around the world. Share and compare recipes with brewers from around the world. You name it. It's all available over on Beersmith.com, and you get free 21 day trial, so you don't have to take my word for it. And tell Brad that the Brewing Network sent you. Because, um, well, he deserves to know where he came from. He does. He deserves it. That said, God damn it! 
We've got our Dortmunder experiment back in front of me and JP. We've narrowed it down. I can't tell you how happy I was that I didn't fuck up. I was just going to say, do you know how happy I was to not be the one getting yelled at? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Steve's going to get an earful tomorrow. How did I end up pouring beer anyway? That's just wrong. Well, it was wrong. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And now it's right. Uh, although, it, I've now I have the two samples in front of me. Mine was right. So I have the exact same comments, and, and basically here's what we're going to do is clarify. They're all uh, wrong, though. Myself, Moscow, uh, Doc Tasty, we're really all saying the same thing. Unfortunately, JP, the only BJCP certified judge in the room, right. had gotten the wrong uh, samples, and I That's and I right. want him How to be able happen? to speak in an educated way about the two samples as well. So I'm very educated. We're, we're basically back to the, here. here's what we have. Uh, in, in front of us, number one, JP, yes. is Tasty's beer. And it's the long... I'm, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the and short it's, one, right? And it's the it's the 14 day fermentation. Okay. Uh, number three, and we've just Doc had two samples. You know, they were in different uh, kettles, but Come I on. narrowed that down. That to, was a long, long, uh, long, more long yours, please, fermentation. So we've got the very long, no, the six week fermentation uh, is in number three. All right. Um, I'm going to go back and just and and really say the same thing that that number one is the is the cleaner lager in, in terms of what I expect out of a Dortmunder and a lager for that matter yeah. and number three as Doc was indicating anyway still needs to actually lager not ferment mind you but lager for an additional couple of uh, two it, three it, weeks it needs to clear yeah because you're tasting. But I don't want to taste in there. Some of that yeast bite yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of things going it, on. It, it gives it gives it more mouthfeel than you want. You want something clean and crisp. Yeah. And and like we're drinking them, they're warm now. They're in the sixty degree range, which I understand is not perfect. But to me, it, it, it with it with a palate like mine, it helps to bring out the differences in the two fermentations so that I can so that I can speak about it. So I know that it's not the way you want it to be tasted, but. Uh, we all know that yeah. the more a beer warms up, the more some of those things are going to come out. And to me, it's helping me, I think, mm-hmm. uh, tell the difference between the two. Well, could you imagine drinking, ungodly, yes, a Budweiser at this temperature? It would taste what? like crap. Yeah, these taste and good. It just, yeah. it just, just tastes like it, it's meant to drink really, really ice cold. Yeah. And the same token, dr- trying to drink um, your bitter yeah. that we were drinking, yeah. way too cold, and you don't taste anything but bitter. Right, it right. tasted great. And so, <laughs> it's, I like my shit cold. Like hobby beer. But, it, but it, it, it doesn't showcase it very well. Well, I agree with you. However, so, I will... I, I, don't, will I, I don't like either of these right now at this temperature. That's fine. But Frankly, uh, but, Doc, but, but I don't they, care. But they are... I don't <laughs> care. I do. I'm going to keep but talking I don't. over you. Because blah, 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 the, the point is that the difference <laughs> in, in, the, in the two fermentations... Uh, they, they are definitely It's different. why we're here to talk about these two beers. Now... I'm also going to go back and say yeah. that the lower gravity, uh, accompanied, of course, then by higher alcohol of Doc's longer fermentation, uh, is is doing the beer a disservice. Whereas uh, Do- uh, a Tasty's beer that didn't it, it finished a couple of points higher, a couple uh, with a shorter ferment time, has less of the high alcohol off flavors that I'm tasting in the other one now. That could be a, a recipe situation, right? That could be corrected in, in another recipe with it, with, that this lager could be fine. Or as Doc's saying, another three weeks no, no, <clears throat> in lagering. I could have left number two in there the same amount of time. It wouldn't have gone down any farther. It's, it, it finished at like 10, 11. Okay. It wouldn't have gone down any farther. It was the, the fermentation vessel. Got it. Bang. Doc, can you pass me yours again, please? 
Uh, which I ran one? out. Which one? Three. 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 So if I'm looking at this so, uh, as a scientist, and we all know that science hates me, so everything that happens here is obviously taken not with one grain of salt, but with a pound of fucking salt. Either. I like to pound salt. Either the beer fermented in the, if we're going to talk about geometry. The vessel of the pestle. The, the glass carboy did Tasty's beer a service and made it better. Or his short lager time is perfectly fine yeah. to produce a good lager. And these variables would need to be tested again under another blind test. But I, I, I'm just uh, saying that whether it was the, the vessel it was fermented in or the process that Tasty used, the, it works. Yes. The short uh, lager works, Tasty. It's, good or, it's as good or better. You know, I mean, and com- comparing these two right now but, is probably not a good idea yeah. because uh, this one's not been out of the conical more than a week. But but that's the point. But if you want a quick lager, his way of doing it is great. Exactly. Yes. I mean that's more to the point. What you're saying is this has been done a lot longer. It's clear. It's not fruity. It's good. It's it's cellared. It's cellared. It's been cellaring longer. It's been done a long time. Yours is still going on. um, If you if you are afraid of doing loggers because it's going to tie up your time way too long. Yeah. This is a really good method it works. of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, is well, JP, let's talk about the, the flavor differences you have here. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, which always seems like this is what I do, but I'm going against the grain here. Be aware that I'm I'm on the edge. That's fine. <laughs> I should not yeah. hold back from my personality. Of course not. Could um, you get fired? Uh, yeah, <laughs> good. Um, I like three better. I think three has a has a has a curve of malt. It starts high. It or it you know ramps up. There's a nice depth of malt, and it drops off. Yes, I do get the higher alcohol notes. Uh, there's a little more firmer bitterness, which I I find kind of nice. But uh, I think I think um, the shorter ferment um, is a little plateau it kind of it starts and finishes and then that's it there's no peaks of malt okay if that makes sense i mean yes and, they and do. should a dortmunder and i'm re- i'm genuinely asking this question ha- have that kind of more of a interesting malt peaks of malt character and not be so i think clean. any beer should have it. Yeah, any more more interesting it is yeah more yeah. character is going to be uh, more you know it kind of come and, and it works up and then and then you i will say that the uh, i think the the fruity esters are are pretty much similar okay um yes I, th- I think it will work you can do a lager in 14 days i think that's been proven time and time again okay um but i think for a flavorful beer like that i think it i think it does do time it does do a service to to wait it out got it uh what jp said goes back to what you said too is uh with a lower uh terminal gravity yeah it messes up your gu to bu so you're gonna you're gonna get more of what you said about that the bitterness is more apparent because you don't have the the malty sweetness back yeah. to back it up. Okay. So if you finish lower, it's going to seem more malty. Or seem more more bitter. But he's saying it's, it has a better malt profile. It has a better malt but, profile, but it finishes yeah. drier. It's a, it feels like it kind of comes off, and then the bitterness is there. And there's you, that and, weird and you get alcohol. That more, it's just more apparent bitterness because of this. It's only a little bit of ratio difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then I can only conclude one thing: that I'm retarded. 
that this is the worst segment we've ever done in the history no, 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 of no. the Brewing Network. No, I think not, we did the one in 2006. Let me, let me, the, not at all. This, here's, a key, here's a key point, right? It's ridiculous. Say, no. say you were a brewer house and you and you tried both these yourself, right? Yeah. So you would taste one, you taste the other, and say, okay, uh, on the two-week recipe, we'll, we'll change it. We'll make we'll if we want this right. or that. If we want a lower finishing gravity. We'll we'll deal with that. You can we'll adjust. Make, we'll make that happen. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's a process that you can adjust the recipe to as well. Oh, it, it's or, I mean, these are amazingly close. I think. Yes. They're yeah. Having such different process. They are amazingly close. And it, it, to to what Tasty's saying, um, if you're a brew house and and you want to crank out a Dortmunder, you can definitely do it because what ninety percent of the people in this room thought they were exactly the same. Oh, they're so well, close. And then drinking public is going to be like 99%, but, right? Right. That's what you're pouring it for. So it's not going to matter too much. Not at all, Harley. I, I been, think we should listen to the tape. Yeah, but I've been brewing for 20 years. The thing that keeps me brewing is learning something new and wanting to try a different process, which is this. Yeah. And this works. It does work. So, yeah. I, I'm The next lager I'm doing, I'm not stuck on having to do it you know, the traditional way. Sure. Well, it works, and I like what you're saying, Tasty. That you could adjust the yeah. for the for the problem, and even part of the process. Or if I can just point out, though, if we were to listen to the tape, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was exactly the opposite of ninety percent of the room saying they were the same. In fact, it's really only you saying they're the same. I'm not saying they're the same. I'm same not saying they're the same at all. Well, <laughs> just in a general sense, they're the same. I, I, I mean, there's there's a, yes. what a twenty percent difference. I want to know what yes, Moscow right? thinks. So, I mean, if you're the average Joe Blow drinker, <laughs> Moscow you, knows what you I think. Know. They're the same. That if we were on radio right now, the uh, general manager would have come in and set off a grenade. <laughs> a, a warhead? <laughs> That's what Moscow knows. <laughs> but in in general, any of these beers that were here, in they would, uh, they're they they're out there. You're paying for these things. You're paying for a pint of these things. Yeah. And people are still liking them. Okay. You can do it that both ways. Tr- mark, mark down the time and date of that. Yeah. So, right done. You know, it, it's a different way of doing it. Right. And one of the things that we bring to people is don't be afraid to do a lager. Oh, it takes too long. It's going to tie up my fermenter. Yeah. Here, here's a way you can do it without screwing up a whole brew session. Done. We did get that out of out of this segment. Yes. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And and, and we got you pissed off in the meantime. <laughs> I prefer the longer. <laughs> right. Okay. But well, um, I'll bring this back in about four weeks. Yeah, we'll try it again. Please do. Uh, off my tap at home without it jiggling around all the way down here. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's a good temperature. It's it's clean. I I didn't like it at this temperature at all. It came too fruity to me. Do you like it better than tasty short version right off your tap at home? Um, or the same? I I think it's the same. I I really so. I, I, it's it's so similar. Perfect. That uh, I, the next time I do a log, I guess what I'm doing? Yeah, the yeah. short version. So tasty, you were right. The oh, challenge. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the challenge. This is a, uh, sort of challenge. And by the way, this wasn't Tasty's idea. It, it was. It came up from a guest on a show, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I said, I haven't been able to find the show. I was like, I maybe the listeners can help me. No, uh, somebody called in and told us if, uh, at one no, point. We just really? forgot again. Yeah, I think so. Oh, if they could right. call in again, that'd be great. Yeah, Spider Man has been looking for me. Oh, I thought we ended up getting the answer. Oh, I don't know. It was some. Uh, I don't think I was. I was even on the shows at the time. I think I was back on the couch in the in the garage, uh, watching or something like that. No, but got it. Waiting to get high with Chad. The two things with with logger brewing is going to be tying up your your equipment. It's too long, and temperature control. Sorry, you still have to have temperature control. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm out but, for this one. 
Well, uh, but you, you can you can fuck. rifle through it in two weeks. And I'm get a laughing really now beer. because it doesn't matter what happens. Bevo just did a tiny little click of the microphone, and it was like a nuclear bomb went off. In my head. And, and it's fine. It and, it like even... lasers <laughs> and, um, and I have to admit that my therapy's working because I just laughed at myself. Like I was ready to chop off her head and punt it down the stairs. Can we do that still anyway? <laughs> All I did was turn, turn it off. on. <laughs> Does we have it turned off? It's not her fault we have terrible microphones in there. This is the moment that where Justin snapped, and it's the opposite that we thought it was going to be. I'm actually just crazy now, and I will giggle. I'm actually just now going to giggle through everything. That oh, so, if I tell you that I accidentally closed out of our private message box, will you be mad at me? <laughs> is is Justin TV still in failure as well? Yes. That's been in failure for most of the show. Oh, my God. If I tell you that I accidentally confused your credit card with mine and ordered $200 worth of baby clothes on Target.com, will you be mad? <laughs> Hey, I haven't been I'm to just Target going to giggle. As long as they didn't order the wrong pizza, I'm cool. All right, I just messaged you again, Bebo. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cunty McCunterson. Uh, all right, triple eight four zero one beer. Uh, feel free to call in and tell us uh, whether you learned anything or that we're complete <laughs> retards. There's a lot yeah. of people that actually did learn a lot. They're talking about it in the chat pretty heavily. Great. So. If you have any questions, call in because I'm always uh, not that clear on this fermentation thing. I'm excited. Well, about you put that. yeast in. Well, we'll go over it on the break. Yeah, a lot of people. Hey, Steve-O liked it. Yeah, but what's that saying? I like (laughs) Steve-O. Yeah, but what's that saying? Right. Hey, look, Doc likes (laughs) Steve-O. Good thing. All right, are we ready to do some beer news? What do you think, Moscow? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we can do some beer news. It's pretty much scheduled in this segment. Can I say I like fast beer news better than slow beer news? Is you that can, right to say that? You can say that. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. It's a shorter segment? At this point, it means nothing, but you can say it. What does right. that get you? Or I might like slow beer news fa- better than fast beer news. I don't know. Read it both ways. Holy shit. What is slow beer news? No, I was pretending to have a joke. We could have been done with beer news by now. <laughs> I was pretending to make a joke. And you know what? You, yeah. you could not have picked a better time <laughs> I know. Thank that. you very much. Not much changes over eight years, does it? <laughs> could you guys all disappoint me? <laughs> You ready? Yeah. It's the Brewing Network's Beer News, brought to you by Belgian Beer Me and Bamberg Beer Me Beer Tours. What do we got, Moss? Three months after the Small Brewer Reinvestment and Expanding Workforce Act, a mouthful, was introduced, reintroduced in the House of Reps as H.R. 494, the Senate version was reintroduced. Uh, by uh, Senator Ben Cardin and uh, Senator Susan Collins. The Small Brew Act, as they're calling it, it seeks to recalibrate the federal beer excise tax. We've talked a lot about states. In this case, it's the federal that small brewers pay on every barrel of beer they produce. Under current federal law, brewers making less than 2 million barrels annually pay 7 bucks a barrel on the first 60,000 barrels they produce and 18 bucks a barrel for every barrel thereafter. This act uh, seeks to recalibrate that so the smallest brewers and brew pubs would pay only three fifty a barrel on the first 60,000 barrels. So I know it sounds like wow. stuff we've reported before, but again, we this have, is the yeah. federal. Oh. Uh, this is the umbrella, not each state. I've gone state by state Got before. Got it. Um, for production between 60,000 and 1 and 2 million barrels, the rate would be 16 bucks a barrel. Any brewer that exceeds 2 million, the Sammy and Sierra and the big boys, would pay the full $18 rate. 
I like it. How, how can anybody who's for small business or business at all argue with this? Again, it's that question of who, why, why, why would you oppose it? I guess you, you would oppose it because they would say, well, when you adjust that rate, then it's it's sixty million dollars a year in tax revenue that is now staying in those businesses instead of being collected by the federal government. Right. I don't think that's. I don't think anybody would be willing to say that. I think the only people opposing it are the 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 boys who are at the top. And it's not because they're going to benefit from it, right? They, it's that if the uh, craft beer, yeah. which is doing so well, gets yet another advantage, and, and by the way, they don't have any advantages, but that's how the lobbyists for big brewers would look at it, uh, then it hurts It hurts big beer. I'm telling you, the, the only people that oppose this are the lobbyists for big beer uh, because they don't want to see craft beer do any better than right. they're doing right now. Because if you're keeping that money, you're going to reinvest it in your business if you're doing under, what was it, under 60,000 60,000, yeah. yeah. So so your your taxes come way down over half, right? Yeah. And then if you're making over $2 million, you only get a $2 break, but still, if you're doing 2 million barrels, if you're anywhere you can save 2 bucks is rad, right? The Exactly. The only people in the ear of the folks that are going to vote on this are the big beer lobbyists. Right. I, I mean, just think about it. That's it. Because they yeah. don't... They're fucked either way. They're paying the 18 bucks a barrel right. or, or whatever it is. But they also know that craft beer is on the rise while they're stagnant. So so why give another... Why lend another hand? It's the people spending money. I'm telling you, there's not another soul on this planet other than big beer and those lobbyists who are, but who are against this. But also, if, if you're you, big beer, you can save $2 a barrel. If you, if you lower you can't. it for just the lowest guys, it's going to mean more startups, too. Right. Is it? Are they dropping at two bucks for big guys too? Is that what you said? Over two million, right? I see. Yeah, but it's it's still gonna it's it's more for the startup guys, and that means there's more breweries per capita. That's yeah. that's true. Although yeah. uh, what JP said isn't it's it's not sixteen a barrel for the big guys. That's for two million barrels or less. It uh, everyone above that, which is the big guys, is, is eighteen the regular rate. Ah, uh, yeah. sorry. Okay, got yeah. it. And stays that way. Yeah, no matter right. what. That's Correct. what I'm saying. And Correct. those are the, by, by the way, those are the only people employing lobbyists. And it's, so and should, they're, they're yeah. not changing anything for there's still eighteen for them. Yeah, uh, the only guys yeah. arguing about it are the guys. That, oh, let's not give it to them. Yep. So, yeah, well, and of course they're lobbying. Like, why wouldn't people be trying to, you know, convey their interests to the powers that be? Like, you, of course they're going to lobby. Everyone right. lobbies. Why wouldn't they? Right. What, now, the only thing that I would I would wonder is, wouldn't they want the overall share of what people are drinking to be beer? Because that that is what's down. Right. Wine and spirits have kind of encroached on beer's market share by a few percent over the last, whatever, decade or so. Uh, okay. It's gone from like 53 to 46 mm-hmm. or something like that for beer. I would think that they would be interested in seeing that number rise for overall beer because that will eventually lead to more sales for them, I, I would assume. Right? No. No. <laughs> That's it? No. No. Negative no, story. And I'll tell you why. Because, And you can just look at the growth of craft beer. It has been on the steady incline for several years, where for the first time in, in since Prohibition, uh, big beer is has been stagnant, and in some cases on the decline. So they're not actually seeing the benefits of craft beer increasing its market share. Well, yet. Yet. And, but... But it's such a scary thing to see that happen, that that investment in the future that may or may not happen. By the way, you know, people buying more craft beer, I don't know if it's ever going to translate into more macro beer. I I just really don't think it's going to happen. Well, yeah, they must agree with you because they are trying to, you know. Yeah. 
We should call this well, the want- Trouble with Numbers show. Yeah. Yes. Which is almost every show. We're just shining a spotlight on but it. But this is actually for real. Uh, what do you have next? San Diego State University's College of Extended Studies has launched a professional certificate program called the Business of Craft Beer, set to start this fall. Classes will be held both on-site at breweries and at the SDSU campus, allowing students to network with industry experts, as the brochure says. Uh, in addition to actual brewing, the program is going to give students some insights into other aspects of the uh, trade, including packaging and engineering and maintenance, information technology, logistics, and all that good stuff. So it, it really is sort of a, a well-rounded study of the entire industry, not just brewing. Um, UCSD, as well, uh, will be offering a similar program very soon, according to university officials. Uh, freshmen and sophomores uh, don't bother applying. you got to be at least 21. Who is not happy about this? That's pretty More good. beer education in schools. This yeah. is awesome. Another program. I like that it's the business side of things. Um, it makes sense that it's in San Diego. Yeah. Um, what's the movie that we had on the guy with his DVD? Uh, that was Suds County, USA. Yes. Sheldon Kaplan. Fantastic example of the beer history in San Diego and how craft beer has been growing there in, in recent years. And, and it's not just some weird explosion. There's a whole bunch of background to it. Uh, Chris White himself, who's part of that, has, has taught at, uh, I believe it's UCSD, is a graduate of UCSD. And to see a business program there, that's rad. And what yeah. was it? it was our interview last week or something? There's a, a program uh, opening up uh, somewhere in another state far away that's never been. Uh, that's what, right. Where are they opening this year in about a, 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 North Carolina? I think you yeah. said it was in North Carolina, and uh, I love to see this because why not educate these young entrepreneurs? Right. Well, hopefully it'll lead to better marketed craft beer. I think craft marketing or craft mark craft beer suffers from a lack of marketing know how. Yeah. There's a lot of really terrible, terrible marketing in craft beer, right? Especially social media, but just packaging and graphics and how to get stuff out and distribution. So sure, the more we can learn, the better. As long as it's coupled with good beer, because well, I would hate for it. Yeah. To go back to uh, look at this rad bottle that uh, has there, a bunch of shit in that's it. That's always going to be there, though. Yeah, you know, yeah that's, the that's drinkers the aren't that sophisticated. The, the rad bottle is going to sell beer, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. The only theoretical downside I could I can conceive of is that there might be sort of a, a flood of people that expect great gigs straight out of college because they have a, a degree. You know, that's kind of panned out in, in other industries too, like. Too many people that are that feel entitled to something when maybe putting in some time in the industry and, and working your way up to something might be more effective. Sure, M- most people we talk to say that like don't go to whatever, just get a gig and learn it and stick with it. Well, it sounds like the good thing about this program is that they are sending them out to breweries. It said a lot of the courses and the education will happen at breweries themselves as well as on campus. So maybe that will help to bridge that gap. Maybe. By the way, I am putting a patent on Rad Bottle. Because what a great wouldn't that be an awesome beer name like Rad Bottle? Uh, yeah, it would just it would just say Rad Bottle and it would be a Rad Bottle and there would be a Rad logo and you'd buy a Rad Bottle. Yeah, and every party you go to, it's a Who's on First routine. What do you want to drink? Just hand me the Rad Bottle, a Rad Bottle of what? And that's yeah, funny. but if you're at the store and you're looking at a bunch of bottles, it's very. Why wouldn't you pick the one that's Rad? I mean, it, right. it tells you it's Rad Bottle. I want it shaped in the word Rad. Rad Bottle beer, <laughs> right? Like remember, like I old would, whiskey used to yes. come in like different statues and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, like yeah, a cowboy yeah. sitting on a stump or something. Yeah. We just have the word rad. I did a whole uh, fake interview on my shitty blog about some new craft brewer Yeah, um, turn, making bottles of beer in shapes of mustaches. <laughs> I thought that would be fucking hilarious if that actually really happened. It would be a rad bottle. It'd be a rad bottle. Yeah. Brought to you by Rad Packaging. Yeah. Who would drink out of a mustache? <laughs> 
people in Portland. <laughs> That's a, not me. My, no. I have a mustache, and mustaches fucking gross me out. I love them. They're great. Yeah, you wanna, oh, you can sit here and chew on it. You want a mustache ride? People talk while they're eating. You know, they come talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know what the worst thing is when they have the ah, long mustache? Stop it. Stop it. And you're at a beer fest, and, and every time they take a drink when they're talking There's to you, <laughs> you got to look at the beer dripping off their face. Looks for, like they took one off the chin. And I don't do that. I, I trim the mustache, <laughs> and if I feel it on there, I, I wipe it off. I trimmed the mustache. But I got to look at the suds on your mustache for 10 minutes? That's a neophyte mustache owner because us old school mustache owners yeah. know once you drink, you have to do this. Yes. You have to wash no, it off. Or you have a napkin in the other hand. Oh, I have my hanky. Well, yeah. yeah. Or you could do the move that's where you disgusting. bring the uh, the lower lip above the upper lip and you know wipe it off with that. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. God forbid I have to watch you eat salad with ranch dressing. Shay, our, our friend Shay Comfort, who was on talking about yeast for a while, he has a big gnarly bust down. I wasn't going to bring him into it. Oh, I'll bring him to any day of the week. And uh, we go often for pints of Guinness. And he uh, just, boom, and it's just this big, long thing. But he knows how to wipe it off. He, right? he, and he, then, does, he does the... And then, yeah. and then the guy who does that... All right, let's take Shay for example. Yes, please. So at least he's smart enough to wipe it off. Right. But he's like, he's really enjoying the beer. Yeah. He thinks it's something you should taste. You <laughs> just watched his mustache dip into the beer, and yeah. now he's like, oh, you gotta try this. But he's very... You gotta clean. be fucking kidding me! He's like a cat. He'll lick his thumb and just go like that. Wipe it off. I'm not touching that! <laughs> Good oh, point. I'm going to stop drinking off his beard then. All right. What else you got, Moscow? Uh, a couple more quick ones. Uh, a bill that has unanimously passed both houses in Illinois and awaits Governor, Governor uh, Pat Quinn's signature will clear the way for homebrew clubs there to resume, resume sorry, serving free samples of beer at festivals. Thank God. Yeah. Long time coming. The bill, known as HB 630, also clarifies that homebrewers may share their beverages, quote, at any private residence or other private location where the possession and consumption of alcohol is permissible, uh, so long as they aren't shared with the general public. Uh, It also allows homebrew shops to serve free samples. Um, The issue uh, came to a head last year when the Illinois Liquor Control Commission ruled that homebrew clubs couldn't serve beer at the Peoria International Beer Festival, even though for 20 years clubs had been pouring free samples at that fest in exchange for free admission. So the state cracked down on them, and homebrewing clubs and equipment shops got together. The AHA helped them out, uh, and they formed the Illinois Homebrew Alliance, which made this bill happen. So all is right in Illinois. So it's done. They, it's signed and ready. It awaits the governor's signature, but it passed unanimously, so it's it's inconceivable that the governor would not sign it. Well, I'll tell you what. If this is done by the governor, this is one of the most lenient homebrew states that there is. The yeah. fact that you can bring it anywhere and, you know. It sounds like they learned. Short of selling it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of don't ask, don't tell states. And I'll tell you, California's kind of one of them. Um, yeah. You know, it depends on which office you call, right. which ABC official that you get. But uh, to actually have it in writing, I think Oregon has a similar thing now after a little a little scare that they had where they weren't allowed to bring the beer out of their house. This is one of the most lenient things ever. It basically says you can give it to almost anybody as long as you're not selling it. not charging for it, yeah. And I'm for that. I love it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it. Underage girls. They, they no, no. Done, no. Actually, what's funny? I did you read this. I, I read <laughs> of this earlier, read that. and it did. It, well, what's funny about it is it basically says it's allowed anywhere that it's allowed to pour alcoholic beverages, mm. and for that matter, to people. Oh, so and I do like that. You know, this is the this is the epitome of a logical, a logically written bill because it's giving them permission, but it just says 
like if there's already permission to do it there. In other words, you're not going to the playground. Right. You're not even going to the park for that matter because, you know, there's no liquor license there. It's not a beer festival. Yeah. It's not a bar. It's not a it's not a, a designated uh, homebrew club meeting. It's not a homebrew shop. It it's kind okay. of uses common sense yeah. in the writing of the law. Which in Illinois seems like a rare occasion. <laughs> well, it seems rare everywhere. Yeah. Maybe especially in Illinois. It's okay if it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is rare there. That's yeah, why. That should be what the bill's called. It's okay <laughs> if it's okay. Right. Same with sex. <laughs> that should be their sex law. It's all right if it's, if it's all, all right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? If you can still walk, it's okay. <laughs> They uh, they modeled it after Oregon and I think Maine or whatever the the most lenient states were. Yeah. They basically just looked at how they worded it and did the exact same thing. Good. And why not? I love About it. About time. All right, last one. Alcoholic beverages soon could have nutrition labels on them like those found on food packaging, but only if manufacturers want to put them there. Great. Uh, the Treasury <laughs> Department. Let's write a law that says, eh, whatever, yeah. if you want yeah. to. If you want to do it, do this. If you like it. Uh, the Treasury Department, which regulates alcohol, said this week that beer, wine, and spirits companies can use labels that include serving size and servings per container, and just like you would find on, like, you know, a package of Oreos. Such uh, package <laughs> labels have never been approved before. So, not only are the labels voluntary, but it's also a temporary decision while the, uh, uh, what is it? The TTB considers what final rules will be. They proposed this once back in 2007, but the agency never made the rules final. Um, it, so winemakers don't want it, right? Because uh, they don't want to mess with the streamlined look of their of their bottles. Right. Yeah. And beer makers don't want it because they don't want consumers counting calories. Good call. Um, but, you know, everybody, like uh, Diageo, the world's largest distiller, they make Johnny Walker and Smirnoff and Cuervo and Tangeray. Uh They want this to happen because they want to advertise that their alcohol is the lowest carb way to consume alcohol because people are looking to, you know, be on Atkins. Sure. Well, fuck it. Let it happen. If the law is, eh, I don't care what you do, then make it a law. I mean, <laughs> if you feel like it, you know. Isn't that or, what it says? Yeah. Or not. I mean, what's, so, so if it's a law that says you can, you can do it if you want, so right now it would be illegal to do that? Well, no, but. So it's but, already a law. Well, you're right, except here's why the alcohol companies that Moscow mentioned want to make it, uh, although, you're right. It still makes sense because it's a it's a prerogative. Yeah. No, I get situation. what he was saying. Yeah. But if the beer companies are forced to do it, if they're forced to do it, right. then side by side on a shelf or in a discussion, alcohol wins to calorie counters of course. over beer. Yeah. Guinness but, yeah. already does this, by the way. On their cans, they do have they? nutrition information. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Tallboy Guinness is 125 calories. Is it's it? Nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's probably it what I mean. Because of the low alcohol. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a stupid thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make it a law that says it's okay. If you want to breathe, go ahead and breathe. <laughs> but, oh, shit. Now I'm not a fucking juvenile. I but that's, that's our, that's, see, that's not a law, actually, because you're in... not allowed to commit suicide. So to not breathe is illegal. To not in America. If you were to hold your breath until you died, that's illegal. You're not allowed to kill yourself. What are they going to do? Find me? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's illegal. Isn't that stupid, too? It's illegal to kill yourself. Really? Um, what are you going to do? Lock me up. Is there really a law that says that it's illegal to help someone? Kill no, it's you? a law. No, it's yeah, it's on the books. Yeah, it's illegal uh, to kill yourself. Yeah, you cannot kill yourself. Now, I don't know why attempted suicides don't get thrown in jail. Because oh, maybe I, I think they do. It's attempted murder. It's only attempt- of yourself. <laughs> it's only attempted. You didn't actually <laughs> commit the crime. It. So it's your right, see, Doc. It, it's sorry. only illegal if you break the law. You committed the crime, yeah. which I, is to kill yourself. Yeah, I tried to rob a bank, but I didn't actually rob the bank. Yeah, well, so. but they, they have intent to distribute for drugs. Why not intent to rob a bank? Intent to commit suicide? They don't they, have intent to kill yourself. Yeah, no, I think yeah, they do. I think that's clumsy. why you, they send you to like the. 
The loony psych bin? Psych ward. Oh, yeah. 72 that, hours. That's only three days. Yeah. Nah, they can do that for anything. You don't have to ha- be... Uh, yeah, but if you do that, I think you it's mandatory, it's mandatory that you do that. You have to be a danger mm. to yourself and others. Or others. You know what's making me feel better well, is well, Bevo's then, cleavage. Thank you. <laughs> I just noticed it. I have to go to the bathroom now. Um, <laughs> JP, you said if, as long as you're in a that danger to others. Yeah. So you're in there like three out of seven days? Yeah, basically. I'm going to turn my microphone off now. Don't yell at me. Okay. All right, that's this week's beer news brought to you by Belgian Beer Me and Bomberg Beer Me Beer Tours. Like them both on Facebook to follow current and upcoming tours. BelgianBeerMe.com. I love it. We'll be back with a little bit of feedback. We can do uh, some Drunk of the Week if anybody's out there feeling drunk of of the week. I don't know. Uh, It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Did you know the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri? The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries, the best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented, and kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. 
beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same. Just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. And stout, roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. One night to be confused One night to speed up to 
listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. I've never swallowed a piece of pizza so fast. It doesn't sound like you've quite swallowed it yet. Inhaled it. Hi, my name's Pizza. Ooh. Just a little uh, little quick food break there for everybody. And I don't have any beer. So uh, if I accidentally ordered enough pizza to feed a small <laughs> army, would you be mad at me? <laughs> Is it a beat-in army? Whoa! What do I owe? Like $200 in, in <laughs> pizza? Close. Yeah, she got enough. dollars for pizza. What the fuck? Our budget's like 40 bucks. How'd we do? I do. Good. Bevo doesn't get paid for 10 years. Bevo's like, great. Did I imagine I have to leave early? I have to go. I have to leave right now. Uh, I'll just leave the receipt on the, near the door on my way out. I'm going to eat the receipt so you can't find uh, All right. Hey, uh, go check out homebrewersassociation.org. The uh, American Homebrewers Association uh, is a badass group of people, if I don't say so myself. I enjoy working with Gary Glass. He's the president over there. Catherine Porter uh, with the AHA. Uh, just a lot of really good people that are working hard for you. You can become an AHA member by clicking the AHA link right there on the bottom right of our homepage. And uh, it's kind of an affiliate program. We get a little help out of that, too. But... Most importantly, if you haven't checked out homebrewersassociation.org recently, go over and check it out. Uh, I'll give you one reason right now. The brewer of the week this week is a real creepy looking dude. <laughs> His name is Corey, and he has bigger hair than I do, and also a larger mustache. Go, you go in there right now? Yeah, go yep. there right now. Yeah. Um, they oh, do, yeah. They do a brewer of the week profile where you get to learn about different homebrewers, and I'm sure Corey's a nice man, but uh, I, I, I feel like he just got done at his porn shoot. If, wait wait till I show you a picture of my dad from the 1970s. Looks the same. Dead ringer. <laughs> if uh, if Charlie Papazian and Frank Zappa had a kid, it would be Corey. <laughs> it would be Corey. Yeah. Maybe they did. Oh. Uh, go to homebrewersassociation.org. Check it out right now. Uh, uh, there's always a Brewer of the Week. There's a lot of other things up there, too. They, they cover uh, different stories on brew clubs. There's an AHA forum, which is quite a large forum now, and always good topics going on over there. You can find out everything you need to know that's going on at Homebrew. And, uh, you know, you've been hearing us talk about this for a long time, so just go do it already. Sign up to be a member. And even if you don't, use the website. It's a a fantastic resource. It's really grown over the last several years. So homebrewersassociation.org. Check it out. All right. Uh, I think it's time for feedback. Let's do it. Please. We've done about everything else. Looks like I got phone calls, too. That's a good feedback today, too. Is there? I think so. Compared to what? Compared to... The rest of the show? <laughs> compared to dead air. I'm told that Susie should call in for Drunk of the Week. Yeah. Uh-oh. Is she still celebrating her stupid birthday oh all month long God. or something? How much attention does she need? Does one Asian need? She did a... She did like a... <laughs> I think she's doing a 365-day birthday or something. Isn't that something well, like that? I don't know. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicole... She's been very low-key since that show. <laughs> yeah, where did she go? She's been under a rock since then. She's like me. She gets mortified about her drunk, uh, drunken behavior, and that was maybe her final straw, you think? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think she's even said the words brewing network. <laughs> Bevo, what does the first caller slow brewer want? 
to go to talk about the beer. She's on the phone with other people anyway. Before I get into feedback, maybe I should take these calls. Mm, I'd do feedback. I'm assuming it's Slow Brewer, but... How slow? After all this time, Bevo still doesn't put line one or line two or line three. That would take work. Or line four. Her mic's off right now, though. Let's, you know, it's baby steps. Hey, my step... My staff doesn't. Is either. it baby steps or is it is it like it's special steps with Bevo? Isn't it's, it? It's like bound foot steps where oh, it's just oh, this like whole show short it's special. Steps. Short, sp- short steps like the short bus. This is the special step. Okay, show. Okay, I realize I didn't put them in order. I didn't number <laughs> them, but they're in order. So the first guy is line one, the second guy is line two, and I did put line three for Drew. That's awesome because that's the first than one what is drunk of the week too, and I didn't put that. So either. there you go. One out of three. Thirty-three percent of the time she does it right. You know, thirty-three percent of the time it works every. Time. In, in baseball, she's an all-star. Right? She's so, a Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't know what I'm complaining about. She's a Golden Glover right now. That's right. Slow Brewer, hey. what's happening? Hey, what's up, Justin? How are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. I'm calling in for uh, Drunk of the Week. Good. Cheer me up. Tell me something stupid about yourself. Oh, man. Uh, stupid. Uh, you like, know what? What's really stupid is I live 20 minutes south of Pasto, and I did not go to Firestone Walker Invitational this week. That is very stupid. Yeah, you missed out. Because it was way too hot in Pasto. Dude. Can we just talk about but the they am- beer. amount of hot chicks yeah. that were at that They're stupid a festival? Lot of uh, girls. God bless yeah. all my... <laughs> So I've heard. That's Tell it, me about it. It was like a one-to-one ratio, <laughs> right? I had some can ground passes, you'd have yeah. met them. Yeah. And, and I like God yeah. bless well, Almighty, because that's really, there's nothing else to say. It's unbelievable. <laughs> there, it um, was, even they're the, all from here, though. Even the walking comic oh, book and you've chick done was really them all. hot. They're all from San Luis Obispo? Yeah, they are. They're all, you know, chicks from California Polytechnic State University, San Luis Obispo. Well, God bless that school. What would you prefer? Yeah. How drunk are you? Uh, pretty drunk. To say... I'd say like a seven. Okay. And uh, what have you had? Uh, and I don't need like a full list. G- give me like a general idea. How many beers you had? Uh, ten, I think. Since when? Yesterday? No. Well, wait, no. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, let me think about that. I did start a while ago. Yeah, like seven. Seven, I think. Yeah, I started at like five when I got home from work. Okay. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're having a few. What are you drinking? Uh, I've had uh, Lagunitas Little Something Something, had uh, Kona Brewing, the Wailua Ale, oh, and Black Butte. Oh, it's pretty good. And uh, I had uh, two Doppelbots and three Firestone Walker Pills that just came out. The Pivo Pill. <laughs> yeah, love pretty that good. Pill. That's great. Anybody there you can good fuck with? Beer. Anybody at your house there that you can mess with? Oh, I've got my wife and my roommate that are sitting here, and they're trying not to make fun of me right now. Take a crap on the coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you'd say that. Is it a glass coffee table? Because you need somebody under it. No, no, no. I fell through a glass coffee table one time when I was real drunk. That was a 10. This is a 7. The old glass bottom boat. When you take a shit on a glass coffee table with your friend underneath. (laughs) <laughs> that's I heard that's friend. called a plate job. I just learned that's called a plate job. Oh, it plate is? Job. It's a genre down yeah. in Eve, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called German. I mean, there's. <laughs> it's different than a hot plate, which is when you put saran wrap over your friend's face and shit on it. Which I don't really understand. How do you breathe? 
Well, very carefully. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't wrap it tightly yeah. around the back. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of... <laughs> you it over the mouth. I tried it once. Somebody died. <laughs> somebody died. <laughs> right. I didn't even get the shit. They were dead. Uh, <laughs> okay. Clawed my bee hole. Tore, <laughs> tore my lower intestine out trying to fucking breathe. <laughs> what fun was uh, that? <laughs> yeah, that's no fun at all. Like a dead yeah. person. <laughs> You're that's, dead. That's another person. Gross. You're dead, and I still gotta go. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. And who's gonna clean it up? <laughs> yeah. Your wife and your roommate, huh? That's uh. Yeah. Roommate, a guy or a girl? Uh, it's a girl. Nice work. Friend of yours or friend of your yeah. wife? Friend of my wife. Of course it is. You're lucky because if it was well, a dude of any of kind, now. they ever kiss? If. <laughs> That's a fair question. Yeah. Did they ever kiss? I don't think so. Did you can get them to? Put, put one of them on. Oh, I bet guys, you they have. This is not going to work. This Are not they drinking? <laughs> no, they're not. It's just forget me. it. Forget the whole totally thing. weird about it. It's irrational. No. All right. Can you... Uh, it's irrational. <laughs> they know that it's a bad idea. Yeah, no, it's All right. Here's what you're going to do. I know do. it's a bad idea. How's that pizza beer? I, will, I won't even take another phone call for Drunk of the Week. Because? And okay. I will throw in... Um, a BN hoodie. Ooh, man. Oh, fuck. I'll do anything Light for a light? BN hoodie. I don't know if we have those to spare. We do. <laughs> yeah, you got the little ones. <laughs> if you... I, you're, they're, they're both there right now in front of you? They are, yeah. I want you to drop trow and play boner chicken right now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you play boner chicken with chicks? Well, you're going to stand there, and they're both going to stare yeah. at your... They're going to both stare at your wiener. And as soon as it uh, moves, yeah. they're going to scream. And we're going to listen. <laughs> You're going to make me do this with my yeah, wife and my roommate? That's correct. That's yeah. correct. And I won't even take another <laughs> I won't even take another phone call for Drunk of the Week. Ooh. It's not going to happen. What? They won't scream? Well, it, I, I'm just saying I'm not going to get a boner. <laughs> Why wouldn't... But it, it just has to move. It just has to move. <laughs> That's it so, if it moves, you lose. No, I, I think it has to go above 45. What? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. he, he could just make it move and wiggle, and they'd scream, and they'd win. It just has to move. Just, no, my, it, my, my, my wife just said, what did I marry? And my roommate just said, what did you say, Randy? <laughs> yeah, uh, and Randy said, I'm scared, yeah. What's she so afraid of? That was she's boner, apparently. <laughs> and why won't my boner uh, chicken intro play? I'm trying to play it here for the last five minutes. If it moves, oh. you lose. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is so remember that. Lose. Those are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. I mean, we're going to sit here and wait until it moves. <laughs> well, it's like a ten-second uh, rule. If it moves, that sounds like good radio. It, it, you have no idea. <laughs> compared, <laughs> compared to the rest of tonight, yeah. it's like Oscar-winning radio. Well, after you lose, we're going to do the Dortmunder, uh, you know, export show again. Challenge. <laughs> what about what about poor Don Russell? That was a good interview. Uh, Don was Don did that's, great. That's yeah. true. Don was fine. All right, are you ready? Oh. Okay. So you want me? Wait. You want me to to drop trout in my boxers, right? No, no. Penis out. Oh come Dude, it's on! It's boner chicken, not boxer chicken. That, thank you, Bevo. <laughs> stay at my boxers. Stay at my boxers. I, no, I put them on speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put them on speaker, and they got a okay, Brewer's okay. code too. By the they way, they put bro. the boner on speaker too. Yeah, no, don't no fake boner. You got to put the wiener out. If it moves, I have to you lose. Out. That ranch. No, I'm not. I'm not facetiming this. 
These guys are just going up. <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah. on video. Bro, please, I need to see your wiener. They don't need to see my wiener. <laughs> all right, that's a negative. All right, I got to take other callers. Yep. No, 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 that's nope. not <laughs> well, that is true. Just because they don't need to see it doesn't mean that they won't. Yes. Right, exactly. Need it, is such a broad term. Right. So are you going to play boner chicken with your wife and her her friend, your friend, or not? And and the the uh they're they're gonna see it move and then they're gonna scream they, that way. The, and yeah. then you lose. Where's they the, both and I don't care they're we're gonna sit here while they stare at your wiener. And we have to hear two screams. Is there a time <laughs> limit? Like a like a fifteen second window? No, no. <laughs> so so we're playing until he loses. <laughs> yeah, okay. and then he wins. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's the now you got it. I guess so. Oh, you win to lose or lose to. Can win. I ask a question though? Of course. I don't know why I can't find is it chicken. Will it be hard to see when you pull everything down? Is it like a, a rock in a pile of weeds kind of thing or? <laughs> <laughs> is it a shy turtle? <laughs> Go ahead. I, I dropped already. All right. Are they both looking and your roommate's looking too? She's trying not to, but I'm sure she's seen... She has to watching. stare at it, bro. It's time for the Brewing Network's latest game, Boner Chicken! Chicken. Has it moved yet? Not yet. <laughs> what yeah, they're saying it looks fucking. <laughs> it looks disgusting. Wait, put, put, put your put your roommate on, please. Get it out of context. Put your roommate on. Put your roommate on. <laughs> I don't think she wants to talk to you guys, Randy. They want to talk to you. I'm talking to You want to talk to my wife? Sure. All right. But we want to talk to your roommate more. Well, we've got to talk to both. We did not agree to this. But did FYI. you? Oh, really? He said he's grossing you out? But did you both just look at it? Yeah, it just looks like he's tucking. He doesn't look very excited to be in front of us. <laughs> well, why don't you fix that? I don't even want to see that. Just blow on it or something. <laughs> flick it. It'll Give probably it. be the most. <laughs> yeah. Just flick it real quick. Flick him in the sack. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Can't get a boner. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> His wife calls him out. Okay, all right, all right. Can, ask him if he can. Ask him if he can move it manually, not with his hands, but if he if he has any muscular function over it. Just tell him to move it for you. I, have, in, in, in I can't do anything. But I, I want I, you both staring at it because I guarantee you, if he can do it, it's going to look creepy. Uh, we prefer right to left rather than up and down. Go ahead. Please. <laughs> Go ahead, please. I think it's broken <laughs> uh, I almost spit beer um, can he can he push it inside of himself oh my god so it just he can't even move it manually you know with a little Not right now. oh he's sucking it um this is gross it's gross so does this mean he's won no, since it hasn't is... moved i guess he just won the first game of boner chicken I don't know. I don't know. We still need to figure the rules But he's playing, he's playing at sense. But it's not supposed to tuck. <laughs> Why would it be tucking? <laughs> oh, yeah. He should tuck. He is tucking. tucking. That's what she said. Oh, I thought she said he was touching it. He's no. tucking. <laughs> yeah, tucking it. No, it's literally crawling inside of him as we're talking. <laughs> Ew. 
No it, babies tonight. Any other activity? Pretty much mm, nothing. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, buddy. There is no. going to be no activity for you for a couple of weeks after <laughs> <Right>. this. <laughs> Thanks to you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'll tell you if you can both. Uh, what's your What's your name? Uh, the wife. Lauren. Lauren, uh, can you promise me it's <laughs> Brewer's code? You got to be honest. Uh, she sounds disgusted enough. I already <laughs> yeah, know she's being honest. Yeah. Lauren, have both you and the roommate looked at your husband's wiener? Yes. Then he wins drunk of the or- week. I told him if he did it, he, he and uh, and also that I would give him um, a hoodie. So. You know, you can be proud of him. He just he just saved thirty bucks. Yeah, and he'd uh, you know. Imp- oh, yeah. <laughs> we, also- uh, we deserve the hoodie more than he does. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Lauren. I'm going to throw some uh, lady shirts in there too. Lauren, what you need is a, a blindfold from now on. Yeah. yeah, we need to like, re- rewind the last 15 minutes of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> you need a hop grenade blindfold. Poor guy, that's the most action he's probably gotten in a month. <laughs> so I think that there should be a new level of Bone and Chicken. Yeah. But it's like Bone and Chicken Secret, where you start to play Bone and Chicken, but you actually just bust out a taser and Ooh. tase the person. Bone and Chicken Secret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He was not very good at marketing, but he sure has good ideas. Yeah. The secret is I'm about to tase your wiener. <laughs> That's like rock, paper, balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Lauren and Slow Brewer, uh, you both have, uh, well, Slow Brewer won Drunk of the Week, but Lauren, right. we're going to send you some swag, too. Slow you, Boner? You're a good sport. Thanks you have for, a new name. Thanks for dealing slow with Slow Boner. It. Thanks for dealing with the bullshit. No Boner. Can we get... Um, Slow boner, send me an email. Yeah. Actually, send it to JP. JP at the yeah. Brewing Network.com. Include your size and include Lauren's size. And fuck it, your poor roommate. Include her size too, and we'll send you all some shirts. And, um, awesome. Thanks. Hey, listen, I know deep down I just made your dream come true. He's been waiting to show that girl his wiener for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. <laughs> all right, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you for playing. Nice work. So yeah, that means right. I mean, if it moves, you lose, and his didn't move. That's a that's a win. That is right. definitely a win. He's the reigning uh, champ. <laughs> as long as we're giving away hoodies. <laughs> stare at my boner, stare at my boner. It moved, you lose, boner chicken. Stare at my boner, stare at my boner, stare at my boner, stare at my boner. All right, Chris is on the line. He's got a question about Tasty's wheat. Chris, what's happening? Wheat. What's up? Who's this? Who's this? This is Bevo. Who's this? Hey. Am I on the air? Yeah. What's happening, brother? Not too much. Um, Just listening to Whiskey Dick there. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to. You mean old old Slow Boner? (laughs) He said he was a seven, so. Slow Boner. You got a question for Tasty? Yeah, he was talking about that um, Weed Owl with. Experimental 6300 a couple shows back. Well, that was a, a paleo, but it wasn't a weed. Oh, a paleo, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I just brewed a paleo with a hop, and I was just wondering kind of about your hopping rates because it seems like it's a little mellow. So, You know, uh, I think I had it at about 40 IBUs, like 20 at 60 minutes and then 20 at 10 and later. I did, I thought the hop actually had a, like a harsh... Uh, Kind of a harsh bitterness, because I think it's a high uh, cohemolin hop, so it's going to have that sort of a offensive sort of harshness to it. Okay. That's, that was my experience. I feel with like it. JP. So we load it. 
lowered it. I would use a lot fewer IBUs with that hop. Nor would I. I wouldn't make that a, a single hop beer. It's just too uh, too one dimensional for me. All right, brother. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, I have Kirk on line four, although he was calling in for drunk of the week. Uh, he's a little bit late. Kirk, what's happening, buddy? Kirk. No, but can I, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing all right. How are you, man? Doing all right. Kirk sounds like Stephen Hawking's for a second. <laughs> he's talking through a speaking spell. Uh, Kirk, you were calling in for drunk of the week? Yes, I was calling for drunk of the week. You do sound drunk. You also sound like you're sitting at the back of a very long room with the phone in the front. Um, He's in his warehouse where he keeps all the bodies. That's where he is. Right <laughs> but we just gave away Drunk of the Week to Slow Brewer because he uh, he played Boner Chicken with his wife and his roommate. Yeah, it, you didn't give me the opportunity to play Boner Chicken with Blobber, and that pisses me off. Well, are you in the room with Blobber? No, I'm not in the room with Blobber, but I'm in the room that you would associate with Boner Chicken. Uh, I, I mean, the I'm trunk the of the bathroom. car? I don't know what that means. Uh, Hustler Club? Starbucks? <laughs> Costco? <laughs> I I'm not sure. Where. Poker room? <laughs> Planned Parenthood? Yeah. Public library? <laughs> Planned Parenthood, yeah. If ever a boner was a chicken, it would be in Planned Parenthood. <laughs> yeah. Boner chicken. Yeah. Sorry, Kirk. Thank you for the call. You're going to have to try again. Uh, we blew our wad, so to speak, on Slow Boner. It's a big wad. All right, uh, let's do some uh, feedback. I wonder if my feedback audio is going to work. It seems like my audio thing is failing, too, which is sort of the story of my We show. do have someone trying to, I think, oh Skype God. in. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by our good friends over at White Labs. If you haven't been there recently, go check out whitelabs.com. They've got an all-new website over at White Labs, and it's pretty badass. It's easy to navigate, and you can go check out all the same homebrew information and even more over at whitelabs.com. Also, if you didn't know it, you could use Yeastman on White Labs and order yeast directly from White Labs. It's a pretty badass piece of software that they've put out. Put out, and if you don't have a local uh, homebrew shop, you can order directly from Eastman. So go check it out over at WhiteLabs.com, and uh, you'll get everything that you need. All right, in the feedback today, uh, dearest fucksticks, <laughs> theft writes in. I took a chance and tried the brew in a bag technique. I had a couple of questions. Great. <laughs> Any other show, I would have been stoked about this. But uh, oh, shit. <clears throat> my strike water was 11 gallons. I was hesitant to use too much, but my final amount was seven and a half gallons, and the pre-boil gravity was 10:38. I needed to get to 10:48, so I boiled for two hours to get to that. My questions are: Does it make a difference that I boiled my hops for that long? And has anyone there had any good tips for brew in a bag? That's theft. BN Army. Northern Division. Yes, it does, and don't do that. <laughs> um, uh, the hops will plateau after a while, so you're only going to get so much out. In 60 minutes, you're going to get what, 26 to 28% yeah, utilization. And then, but and yeah, then, he's doing like he's doing like a 90 or 120 minute. Yeah, and then you're, you're only get, 60. It's, it's going to get something. It's sure. going to get some more, but not that much more. It'll 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 plateau out. So don't worry too much about that. Uh, caramelization is going to be more of a problem for a longer boil. So it depends on what kind of beer it is. If you're doing something light, an ale, uh, something yellow, yeah, it's going to be a problem. If you're doing uh, something that's going to be caramely, 
not not so much of a problem. So, so when you're boiling down like that, your target is a certain pre-boil gravity. Right. That's what he's going for. Once you get to the pre-boil gravity, that's when you want to add your first hops. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not as soon as it comes to a boil before you even know what you got. No, you do it, you know. So that's what we do around here, and essentially your, your pre-boil gravity, which is how you calculate where your post-boil gravity is going to be, should be a 60-minute mark, essentially. Or you could do a 90-minute, you know, right. whatever you want to do. But essentially, you don't add your op, your hops there at the beginning, like Tasty said. Uh, you, so You didn't ruin your, your beer, so just keep it rolling. Uh, but you can do the math, figure out your system, what what two hours is going to boil off, and then add it in so you know you got 60 minutes for the, the hop addition. There you go. Uh, other than that, we don't have a lot of tips for brewing a bag, but I'll tell you who does. Our good friend over at Chop and Brew, Chip Walton. He was on the show not too long ago, and we talked about how he was doing some brewing the bag techniques, and I think he does it quite a bit. So do a search for Chop and Brew and uh, send Chip an email because he can answer your brewing a bag stuff. That's what they do there in the Midwest, apparently. It's <laughs> brewing bags. Yeah. That's all they do. Well, yeah. All right, Matt writes in, and he, this one's kind of concise and to the point. Uh, I think the first part doesn't matter too much, but I'll read it anyway. He says, hey, everyone. Number one, I fill the HLT with eight gallons of water. It's the hot liquor tank. Number two, I add brewing that. salts for eight gallons of water. Okay. Number three, I transfer the water needed to the mash tun. Number four, I bring the HLT back up to eight gallons for HLT heat transfer coil. When I sparge with the water in the HLT after adding more water, do I need to add more salts to the HLT so that everything is the same and not diluted down? I hope this makes sense. I'm trying to keep it short for you. Later, asshats, Matt. Matt, thank you for keeping it short. And guys, did you understand the question, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got? Does it matter? Does he have to add more salts back to the HLT after he's already sorted it all out? I always figure in the salts are for what my final volume of beer is going to be uh you're going to lose some in 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 uh the sparge you're going to lose some in the grain but uh it's it's better to be a little under than over so if you're going for five gallons of beer put the salts in for five gallons of beer uh the the salts in the mash are going to be for conversions and, and enzymes and they're not as important in quantity as for the flavoring enzyme or the flavoring uh, salts. But if you overdo it, you're going to be more sad than if you underdo it. Okay. So you, you don't worry about so much about the pre-boil and the the mash and the hot liquor tank volumes as much as you are in the finished beer volume that's going in the fermenter. Okay. So. Figure it out for whatever. If, you, if five gallons goes into the fermenter, add it for five gallons. Okay, so I get that with measuring the salts. I think the other part of the question, though, is um, he's kind of splitting. He's adding all the salts to one volume of water, right, in the hot liquor tank. The strike water. Th- that, but then he's, yeah, but all the water, not just the strike water. No, 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 he's in just, just the, strike the strike water. And then he refills the kettle up with his uh, sparge yeah. water. Okay. He wants to know, should he treat that or not? And uh, should he, Tasty? Well, I do, but he doesn't necessarily have to. Like Doc's saying. Yeah. You, you, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff inherently in the grain. You're adding uh, minerals to the mash. So you can put it all in your in your strike water if you've calculated for the volume of, yeah, of wort you want to get out. I've Let's got, make it simple. I, okay. I've gotten down. I put all the salt in the mash. Okay. Because stuff doesn't dissolve in the hot liquor tank. Got it. But if you're going to use the hot liquor tank to sparge and and the pH is going to be too high, you need to 
acidify that down so as you're diluting the mash when you're sparging that the mat that the pH of the mash doesn't come back up. Okay. So the only thing you want to add back into your sparge water at that point is going to be acid. Or like a 5.2 stabilizer. Yeah, something like so that. that's that's going to be salt too. But you want you want to get you want to acidify your sparge water because as you as you sparge, if you're doing fly sparging, okay, you're going to be diluting the mash, and then the the the, the buffers in the mash are going to be going away. Okay, and the mash pH comes up, and that's where you start getting your tannins and things out of out of the. So it sounds to me like the easy way for this young man to do it is just to put all the salts in the mash. And all, not worry about it. All the salts in the mash. Yep. And figure out the volume of the finished beer. So if you have five gallons of finished beer, that's how much salt you put in for five gallons, not for eight gallons. Then when you, he goes to his hot liquor tank and he puts those in, and he's going to be using that for sparge water. Yeah. Acidify the sparge water, usually with lactic or phosphoric. Okay. Just to get it down below seven. Yeah. And, and then you're good. <clears throat> Don't put salts back into the hot liquor tank. All right. Andrew writes in, hey, Justin, I have a quick question. I've been brewing all grain for about a year now, and I always counted on my system giving me about 64% efficiency using a batch sparge method. I recently picked up the 5.2 mash stabilizer product. And uh, by the way, uh, Five Star is a wonderful new sponsor of this program. So I know everybody uses their stuff, and it's wonderful to see. And that's what 5.2 is, too. Uh, Using it. Uh, after using 5.2, my mash efficiency kip, kicked up to 73% in my last two batches. I don't hear you guys talk about this product very often, and I understand that pH has an effect on efficiency, but I wasn't expecting a 9-point jump. Has anyone else encountered this? I would preface the answer to this question by, I had never heard that it that pH affects the, the efficiency. so that Or maybe I have heard it, but of it went in one ear and, and out the other. So yeah. uh, help help me help us both out with this. Uh, uh, enzymes work better in a certain pH range, period. So if you are in the low or the high end of that, they don't work as fast or as efficient. Okay. So the, the 5.2 gets you into that range, so you, your efficiency is going to be better. These, these enzymes are going to be breaking up those long-chain sugars into more... Uh, digestible sugars. The problem with 5.2 is it gives a little bit of a minerally flavor to it. So think about what kind of beer you're going to be making. If you're going to make a Saison, if you're going to be making a Bass Ale, something that's got some mineral quality to it that yeah. actually accentuates that, it's great for that. Okay. If you're doing a sweet beer, you you got other ways of moving your mash pH into that range. Okay. Is a nine-point jump in efficiency, does that sound common? Yeah. Okay, so there you so go. Especially if he was doing nothing before, and I don't know about his uh, his, his regular water, whatever he's pulling off the tap. I don't know what that is. Okay. His second question was, he's been reading Charlie Papazian's Microbrewed Adventures, and a lot of the recipes include acidulated malt. Will five, using 5.2 cancel out the, the desired effects of acidulated malts? Uh, he says, as they're both used to adjust the pH of, of a mash. Uh, it'll dumb it down a little bit. Acidulated malt, you're only supposed to use 5 7%, maybe 10 uh, it, it gives some acid quality to uh, certain kinds of uh, grist. Okay. But uh, the whole thing about 5.2 is the buffer. Uh, buffers are something, it's like a leash on a dog, and it pulls, holds it in and pulls it, pulls it back to where it's supposed to be. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hold it back a little bit. 
Like a leash on a gimp. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I have one of those. All right. Dave writes in. Uh, hey, Brewcasters. I'm a private in the BN Army and recently ordered uh, a warhead based on Doc's slurry endorsement of a recent Sunday <laughs> session, uh, from a recent Sunday session, and the AHA membership. He ordered that as well on Jamil's nagging on brewing with style. Get a thing. <laughs> so he got a, a nice new uh, BN warhead plus a men- membership. He says, to my surprise, they arrived less than one week from placing my order. And just in time to go to a screening of the Beer Hunter movie at my local beer bar last night. You guys joke that you're lazy and stupid. Clearly that's not true. You're capable enough to work in a pack-and-ship store. <laughs> that's all we are to him. And did he say just anything, about, ship store. anything about the warhead and how cool that thing is? No. Let's, let's be honest. It's no. all we are, period. It's all... Also, Doc is right on. The warhead is fantastic and worth the cost. No glass to break. No need for a cooler. Suck it to the BN and Brewcaster Critics. Uh, from Dave, older than tasty and waiting for the heart attack in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's see. Nice work, writes in. Uh, just to be perfectly clear on the subject, Moscow's sound effects interruptions are totally fucking shit. It kills your timing and momentum. Uh, you shouldn't have to get used to it because it adds nothing but confusion. Did, did Scott really get positive feedback about it, or is he just li- or is he just a lying cunt? Uh, and then he goes on to say other things. Here's another one. Uh, keep going with the soundboard. I love it. Sent from my soundboard. Oh, thank you very much. That's another guy. Um, and one more. Um, Mm-mm-mm. No, it's just another thing about a stupid squeaky noise in a studio or something. I thought it was pretty funny, though. It's it's not. No? No. That's fine. Right. Not at this point in the show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe about eight hours ago. It was, it was funny. Now it's stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, Feedback is brought to you today by White Labs. Go to whitelabs.com. Yeah. Check out their new uh, website. White Labs, never stupid. Right? I, exactly. I think we're done. Uh, Pies is on the line. Oh, we got a Twitter game, though. Yeah, and Pies is on the line. Yeah. What does he want? He wants to talk about his dead dog. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Pies, what's happening, brother? Hello. Hi, buddy. (laughs) That doesn't even sound like a right word. Are you all right? What happened to the dog? Um, yeah. What do you mean? Look... Um, she, she had a bad time, um, my dog, what do you, what do you mean, have you got prior information or something? I just want to know what happened to the dog. She had a bad tongue. She was she had a, she had a disease, she had a disease, uh, called canine Addison's disease, it's, it's, uh, a disease where you really got to stay on top of things otherwise they can go downhill very quickly um uh she had medication i went to the vet and i said have you got some more medication for my dog and they said well we thought we did but we don't and anyway what kind of i had a couple of days to get some she was a beagle she was a beautiful beagle she was lovely she the, the the only thing she would ever do that someone would lick them to death. She was a, the most beautiful dog in the world, and now she's gone. You've seen them all. I feel really, I, I feel, real, I feel really bad that she's not with us anymore. Yeah. How long did you have the old girl? Six weeks. 
I had her about seven years, six, six and a half, seven years. Yeah, right. um, it's too, it's too young, and she's too young to die, man. Like it's young. I agree with you. She should, that's like a twenty-five-year-old. She should be out rooting, rooting her ass off. But yeah, yeah. she's about showing her tits. I did the responsible thing, and I did the responsible thing and had her slip to when she was born, so she couldn't do that. So the <laughs> the best she had to look forward to was. The best she had to look forward to was living 15 years with me. Right. And she didn't even get that. She only got seven years with you. Yeah. That's enough with you. Could have been six. What no. uh, What method of disposal did you... I mean, of memorial did you <laughs> Thanks use? Thanks very much, JP. No, don't let that rub... Don't let that go. JP, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, could have been six. Yeah, she could have been, been having a six. Look at Fuck the bright, you. Look at the bright side. It could have been worse. No. You couldn't have? Don't look at the bright. Look at all the cats. Look at all the cats that could have gone in a, in a hessian bag and got in the river when they first met you. <laughs> Fuck you. I know. Exactly. <laughs> right. And instead, JP saved them all. Yes. He has 80. Yeah. You want to? Yeah, lucky cats. They are lucky, by the way. All right, let me try to help you through this. They're not lucky. They're going to live with you. Up next on the Cut Yourself Hour. <laughs> I'm going to try to help you here, who ate all the pies. My what what method of, of uh, disposal Euthan- is what you said. Euthanasia? <laughs> did, no, dealing with the body did you use. Did you cremate the dog and keep it? Youth in Australia. A bird in the outback? What'd you do? It's, it's an expensive exercise. It's an expensive exercise that I've chosen to have her cremated yeah. and put in a little box, yeah. a little box with a with a photo with a photo plaque on it, so you can put a little photo of your your favorite <sighs> photo of the dog on there. Yeah, I've, I've got a stack um, of those boxes. And and did you put an inscription? No. Well, they have a they they come with a little um a little brass plaque that says her name. And then, and then I can put a photo in the little photo box part. Well, you know, um, you, you gotta you gotta put it by your bed, and you gotta cry every night for the next month. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, it sucks. A dingo ate my baby. I've cried every night. I've cried every night since she's gone. I, I really like. I, I've cried nonstop since she's gone. I, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> fuck, this, this is the first dog that's ever affected me. I can just imagine who in all the pies crying like a little girl. I can imagine him yelling, crying. Go, go, Look, look, you want? Fuck you, fuck you. Like anger tears. I'm a nice guy. You don't play. All his tears come out like knives, like little tiny knives. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pies. I I do have sympathy, but you're such a big dude, and I'm just picturing you screaming about this, about this loss of yours. <laughs> I do have sympathy. Oh, thanks. Thanks for caring. Thanks for caring. Fuck all. <laughs> thanks for sharing. I've done myself silly. I've done myself silly. I started at 10 a.m. this morning. I've done myself silly to, to talk to you guys because I knew you wouldn't listen to someone who's just sober who just lost a dog. Yeah, you didn't lose on me to be drunk to talk to you. So I don't know if I'm from 10 a.m. just to talk to you. I don't even know if I can actually fucking talk to you because I'm not fucking computer. I had problems with Java and whatnot. Anyway, 
I'm trying to get I'm ready to get laughed at me. Pies. I'll give you $100. I like that. They're laughing at me. Pies. Pies. Yes. Are you fucking crying right now like a little bitch? I'm not crying. I'm, I'm holding myself together right now, but I cried this morning. It's just dirt in his eye. <laughs> it's just a dog in his eye. Oh, it's a dingo in his eye. JP. Scott said it. I didn't say it. Pies. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you tell me what he said in that rant. <laughs> That's why I had to. It was Martian. I don't know. I listen. It, <laughs> it's never good. Doc and I have both cried like little girls over our box of dogs. Oh God! Boxes yeah, I, of I, dogs. I've got boxes of dogs. <laughs> and and it's never good. And you know you you gotta. Here's my major league baseball. You got to pick yourself up. You got to get back on the horse. You got to you got to take another swing of the bat. Crying little bitch. You got to You got to you got to You got to walk into a new day. You got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Crying little bitch. You got to You got to walk into the daylight and you got to know that it's a new day. Cuz you see the daylight. Crying little bitch. Oh. It's a good thing cats don't. <laughs> you know, you know, Why does JP have to be such an asshole in this situation? I didn't say anything! <laughs> I don't know. Um, Who's going to get the box? I'm sorry about the beagle pies. I am. Should have got a lab instead, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my lab's about to die, too. They, they got you want to hear my resume you want on me? Uh, yeah. You want to hear my resume? I've got a freaking fucking serious resume you want on me. Yeah, let's do it. What time is it there? Mm-hmm. Seven a.m. Uh, well, I started at ten thirty when the ba- when the basketball kicked off. It's not that sad. <laughs> so I've done that. I've done a I've, like basketball. Yeah, like Indiana and Miami, like Game Seven, Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not going to miss that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, listen, it's not like my it's not like my mom. Died. I think he said what time it was in his rant. Ten thirty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like the biggest game of sport in your country today. No, no it's actually but not. not in your country. Well, two things. Number one, I'm a, JP, JP, I'm a girl and I don't care. It's already gone. Fuck you. You don't count. Oh no, actually, that's it. I'm I'm a girl and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. All right. Give me your resume. Do it. Anyway, wait, wait, anyway, wait. listen, 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 listen. <laughs> so I, had, I had a long neck of. I had a long neck of my homebrew pale ale, which was just to get me warmed up, you know, because I, you know, oh. just warm up. Then I had a, a glass of um, a mead from. I, I went to Muggy last weekend to watch my football team play. We, we moved to home, uh, a home game out to Muggy in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, go Eels, huh? Yeah. We got pumped by forty. Yeah, but I, I brought I brought a bottle of mead out there, and I, I, I glass of that, and it was good. Uh, so I had, a, I had a glass of mead. Hey there? Yeah. Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. How does his yeah. resume start last week? It, it always goes pumped. like this. And then uh, I, I got up a so it's cramp. They brought the bowl last week, but they didn't drink it through today. And I went to get it. I got this cramp in my leg. I've been getting cramps lately. Uh, I haven't been taking my vitamins. Uh, but I but ended up... Funnily enough, I'm actually... I feel the fittest I've ever felt in about five years. Yeah, well, look I, in the I, I, I'm amazing. I'm under 120 kilos. But anyway... That's like 20 I'm one teeth apricot with me. One teeth IPA. Four Balmain Pale Owls. A Mugmeo 100. 
Yeah. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip so he doesn't have to add you as a friend and on Facebook and then hide you. Yeah, no, keep going. Scott is on Twitter when he feels like it. Follow him at Moscow Paint. Keep going. We're listening. For some good beer at... For some good beer inside info and homebrew, we'll follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Damn it, it was almost good, but we have to do the Twitter game. No. Uh, <coughs> I, I got people texting me on, they, they're hoping they want to know. All right, Pies. I love you, Pies. We, I love you, too. You're a good buddy. And I'm sorry. I am. Get a cat. No, or a chicken. The right? cat's just going to die. Chicken. You need to stay alone for a little while. You need to find yourself again. Well, um, there's issues with that because uh, I think my missus doesn't want me to be alone away from her for any extended period of time at the minute. I didn't say you have to leave your wife. I said don't get another pet for a little while. Get a turtle. It'll outlive you and it will cry when you die. There's some trust issues at the moment, Nicole. Oh, do wait. you have a handgun? Wait a second. Hang on a second. What did you do? Did you go out? You went out and cheated uh, on your wife. Well, <laughs> you're on her back. I don't. Uh, I don't know. How public is this? Uh, nobody listens <laughs> to this program. Yeah, it's just me and you, buddy. It's just me and um, you in the room talking about your trust issues. What'd you do? I did some things when I was in the states. Oh dear. When I was in the states, I did some things. Uh, let's just cut this. How, how does she know? Well, about I was outside of I was outside of my postal code. So I, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. How I does mean, she know about that? Oh wait, I thought she came with you to the states. She did come with me to the states. <laughs> well, then the postal code doesn't count if you bring her. Does she join in? Yeah, she she was pregnant. So she was she was um, for most of the time when things happened, she was asleep. And uh, pregnant in the hotel room, and I, I went out and I went out and did other things after the door. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, you went out and got a blowy. I can't believe I'm talking about this. Oh my god! I can't believe you're talking about it either. I can't believe you did it. What? A, what the hell? Good on you. And then, and then, what happened? You came back and you told yeah. her. You confessed your wrongs. No, she found out about it all the way. Um, I, I don't even know how she found it. Because it's a friend of hers. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, she found out about it some some of the way, and then um, because your penis still smelled like dead. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> no, man, pies. So, so. <laughs> Boy, your life's a mess right now, isn't it? Yeah. Not really. No, we're we're, we're comfortable. We're 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 happy. We're we're we're, we're fine. Good. Even with the dead dog and everything, it's yeah, all right. We're, we're fine. I've got, I've got to get the the biggest problem at the moment is telling a two year old that the dog in the backyard is never going to return to the backyard. <laughs> That's my biggest problem right now. Daddy, where did the dog go? He's in the backyard. When's he coming back? I don't know. <laughs> oh, never. It's been a dog. I thought he lost a table. I had well, no idea what he was talking about. How about when you tell the kid to go play in the backyard? <laughs> Not gonna want to go there. Well, Pies, this has been my favorite conversation with you ever. 
And uh, I miss you, buddy. Thanks. All right. Hey, yeah, well, I'll, I'll see you in Grand Rapids. Okay. Ooh. That's the next NHC. Oh. That's in two years. So, uh, not this one, but the... All right, Pies. It's actually only one Hey, year. hang in there. Don't get another dog yet. Just Everyone hang in there did. and everything's going to be fine. No, they didn't. They're drunk. All right, buddy. Thank you. Later. All right, Pies. All right, bye. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I don't know, but is this how Oprah feels? Oh, <laughs> But, like, skinny M-G. and wider. Gee. <laughs> did we really just get that story? Uh, Scooped it. I tried to stop listening. What? I tried to stop listening. I was like, well... Yeah, How just, public is this? There's <laughs> <laughs> some trust issue. I mean, he didn't have to say any of that. Oh, no, nobody's nobody's going to hear this. Apparently, he had to. I he do, was compelled. I do feel like after that, I, I should... I, we can still send the gifts to Boner Chicken Guy, yeah. but the metal goes to Pice. <laughs> I mean, the I man's drunk enough to confess his uh, in, infidelity. Do you really want to pay? His indiscretions on a... <laughs> on a, a not-so-public On a blowy? Do you want to pay twenty three forty two to mail a medal to him? Yes. All right. After oh, that? All right. And he even confessed to how heavy he is. Yeah. 123 kilograms. <laughs> Did you know about the blowy, JP? No, I had no idea. Did he say blowy? No, JP no. said Just that. That's why I was wondering if yeah. he knew. It was neither confirmed nor denied. What kind of mess was the broad? <laughs> Have you seen Pies? Pies is a giant man. <laughs> is it that bad? He's what? probably packing some nice you goods down he's, there. You never he's know. Large, but he's not. Un- he's not unattractive. Okay. Wow. Unattractive. Maybe he's large everywhere. 123 kilograms. How many? 271 pounds. That's a big man. Stone is he was like 340 when we saw him. Dude's wow. like seven foot tall. No, he is taller than me. So he's, a, he's a tall seven. dude, and so, he was... So he's like Paxton big? Seven yes. foot of yes. love. <laughs> Justin, oh my stop God. it. Seven foot of love in, a, in another hotel room. Uh, oh, I you was, know what? Somebody, I was, somebody just wanted to take that train. <laughs> how, do you know, how do you know it was a train? Because, it, no. It was, There's more than one? It, it, was, it was the train to nowhere. He kind of sounds like a train. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a train, doesn't it? I was close. It's 19 stone, Doc. I had no <sighs> idea what he was saying. I, I, love, I love him. I do love him, too. Do you still? Uh, yeah, well, you know, oh, people make mistakes. Pie. I'm not married to him. I don't have to. <laughs> right. well, That's we, not I'm with my you. thing. We weren't sure he cheated with anybody. Oh, we don't know. What to do. <laughs> Doc said he doesn't know it wasn't yeah. Bebo. Was it almost two years ago? No. <laughs> and No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't know that. We don't, don't know that. Prove Maybe it. that's why he was so willing to talk about it on our show. Oh, or the fact that you know, if it wasn't a really public thing, Bevo, did you give him a handy? No. Do well, first of all, an old fashioned. Do I look like I have an old fashioned? Wait a left minute. In you? Just doc, stop talking. <laughs> yeah, because that's going to work. First of all, <laughs> number one. Do I look like I even like to get down with Sam? <laughs> no. The hell makes you think I get down with another drunk retard? I don't know. Love ac- you, Pies. Love accent. you, Sammy. It's the accent. Uh, all right. I do love me some accents, but come on. <laughs> yes, I will take one of those, too. How come I'm not getting any blowies at NHC? I don't know. You're man. in the wrong country. In this country, you don't have an accent. Gain 100 to- pounds. I have to- <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm sorry, Pies, and I really like you. And I've been trying you're to such stop. such a douche right now. You're saying I'm going the wrong way, uh, size-wise. You're trying to look too good. I should go outward. Yes. And I could be getting blowies. Get the, the pity blow. We should just take up jelking. What is jelking? 
It's an exercise that Middle Eastern men do <laughs> to, to do. force blood into their wiener to is that expand what they do? the capillaries and it makes your wiener bigger. Is that what they do, like push-ups with their dong? No, that's just that's just cock <laughs> push-ups. Jelking? Jelking. Look up jelking. How do you I, know I, about jelking? I, my friend told me about jelking. Sure he did. My I, friend Taryn. <laughs> I don't know. My dick <laughs> yeah. hurts now just thinking about jelking. Jelking. <laughs> well, you gotta you know you gotta lotion it, but usually jelking leads to jerking off. So. <laughs> It rubs the lotion on the skin. <laughs> what the fuck? Rubs Why the lotion. The- I'm telling you, just look up jelking. It's a, it's a whole thing. You're supposed to heat up the wiener with like a hot towel, okay. and then you put on the oh. baby lotion, and you you know just you do that. It's like a. It's, it's like cr- you're milking a cow. That's, I see. That's in the Quran. Okay, wait. It's in the Quran, yeah. What friend told you about this? It's my friend. I don't know. He's like, man, I think it I'm was a he? Jelk. Gay. Yeah, of course it was. Gay. You can't jelk if you're a female. Yeah, you're not going to jelk your tits or anything. Oh, right. uh, really? Twitter game, yeah, ladies hey! and gentlemen. Who's the Twitter game brought to you by? Twitter game uh, was, um, what would, if Doc has something to confess to you, what would it be? So, yes. uh, what, were our, what were our top answers? Well, uh, from Stink Eye, <laughs> uh, he's black. Okay. Oh. Did he tell you that? No, that's, oh, that's Doc's confession. Oh, I, see. I thought yeah. you were telling me that Stink Eye is black. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, Stink Eye said that Doc's confession is that he's black. Okay. All right. Sweaty Beer Balls 3M. That's his Twitter handle? Yeah. All right. Uh, contrary to belief, Doc never had a drop of alcohol in his life. It's just his way of dealing with a bad speech impediment. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> J-Bone 17171. Yeah. Actually, it was 1717. Was J-Bone really taken by so many people that he had to add... 1,716 people, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. popular. Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, he only went to dental school for the drugs. <laughs> okay. That's his confession? That's yeah. true. That's not funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's hardly... Life no, sometimes is funny. Uh, Baruz says uh, he's actually considered quite tall on his home planet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Matthew McGee writes, I never inhaled. Okay. Uh, I should have taken that one out. I, I, I took it out and then I put it back in because I thought it was pretty good. And then uh, Dave Malone says, His wit beer happens to be an aphrodisiac to goats, and one of them is pregnant. He will call his progeny Doc Bock. <laughs> okay. So I'm kind of thinking the last two are gone because they didn't nearly get they didn't yeah. get near other things. Yeah, well, I think right. the speech impediment was hilarious. We're at we're at Docs and Alien and speech impediment. Not he's black. No, no. no. Can you imagine? He's black. Docs, just look at you and I'm go. Black. I'm, I'm, I'm it would black. be better. I'm not short. I'm it would black. be it would be weird, but not funny. Okay. All right. So it's between uh, speech impediment and home planet to allness. Yeah, it's tough. Um, they ruse or sweaty beer balls? I had a few texts to me, and one was, I dated your mother. And <laughs> yeah, but it's the Twitter game. Yeah. No one sent that into Twitter. That's they true. should have. They don't get to compete if no, they didn't put they it in. But that compete. is a good one. That you would tell somebody, I actually dated your mother. I, I dated your mother. Anything else that was funny in there? Uh, yeah, well, Steve-O. <laughs> it was, Steve-O, I am your father. <laughs> okay. Great. I'm going with stock speech impediment. I agree. All right, tasty. No problem with that at all. I agree. All right, what's that guy's name? Sweaty beer balls. Sweaty beer balls. Read it again. Our winner. Contrary to belief, Doc has never had a drop of alcohol in his life. It's just his way of dealing with a bad speech impediment. Right. (laughs) Ravel. Congratulations. Send an email to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. He's going to get you everything that you need for winning the Twitter game. Get you. 
All right, next week's show, it's another Monday show. It's a month of Mondays here. and uh, Month we, of Mondays? <sighs> we've got Tom Hennessy on the program, who uh, I believe wrote the Brewery Operations Manual. Is that right? Yeah, he also uh, produced a uh, DVD in the mid-90s called Franken-Brew about uh, building a system to you know out of different parts so okay. uh, he's an interesting dude awesome tune in next week it's a Monday night show it means it starts at 6pm for Tom Hennessy of the Brewer Operations Manual and Frankenbrew is that it Mosk have I done my job oh better than you could possibly imagine <laughs> and then some alright do it again Jip Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Follow JP on Twitter at MajorJip so he doesn't have to add you as a friend on Facebook and then hide you. Scott's on Twitter when he feels like it. Follow him at Moscow Paints. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. If you want the best growler that your hard-earned money can buy, head on over to the BN store and check out The Warhead. The session has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. Our production director was Push Eject. JP farted quietly throughout the show. Your call screener and Target.com mega shopper was Bevo. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. Sky and winning the race. JP does great as his chariot.